You got to get the willy soap for the dicky dirt. <laughs> Today is losing it. <laughs> willy soap. It just made me snort. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined as always by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. Meow, say meow. We write for Cinema <laughs> Sins, TV Sins, and do various other things inside the Cinema Sins universe as well. <laughs> Howdy, guys. Howdy. Uh, we're back what, in separate wait, areas. What was that from, though? <laughs> the what were you doing an impression of? That sounded really familiar. Well, yeah. it's like a James Cagney thing, right? Yeah, like it's like the old gangster movies. Yeah. Okay. It's just okay, in yeah, my yeah, brain. Yeah. I don't know that it's. I'm, I don't know that I know where I'm pulling yeah, that from. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a rat. Top of the world. Yeah. Top of the world, ma. Uh, how? <laughs> Oh, Wait, what that's, a wonderful that's like WC Fields, right? Yeah, it could be WC Fields. Yeah, Fields. <laughs> that's what Danae was doing the whole time. Uh, how She's is everybody? Huge, everybody okay? Man, I came off of a nut weekend where my kid got sick. I was supposed to go on a date <laughs> well, night. That's what I was wondering. So I fe- I'm we're all good, but it's like I- I'm so so tired. Yeah, it's that time of year. Yeah. <laughs> the the flu the flu is hitting everybody. Yeah. yeah my I house was, has a couple people down. Oh really? I was really yeah. sick last week i didn't have the flu but i was I, I might as well have so i do feel like i'm finally coming out of my two month sickness that i've been dealing with so that's nice how do you feel your voice you think you've, you've still got that low register going yeah or? yeah okay, my good. my and and uh I, I pulled out my guitar to play with my daughter because oh, nice. she was singing and i was like do you want me to get my guitar and so pulled the guitar out and we were singing together and i had like my voice is it's it's either damaged forever or it's just it's so different to try to sing something i mean also i had a toddler that was attacking the guitar right slash playing the guitar right you've got like five weeks to get it ready for sin week so are we really do doing a talent show we really are i think oh that, I think, no wait I think what that's how i was we'll, kidding i i think that's how we'll end up i i know there's some uh there's some there's some big push from above us uh for that to happen so jesus yeah, I think Jesus really wants it to happen at Sin Dude, Week. It, hey, if, if listen, I if there's one no thing talents. Jesus is involved in, it's Sin Week. Like, <laughs> I have no is... talents. I can't even write. I don't even know why I'm working here. So, well, you know, we'll find something for you. Maybe you're like really good at high fives. The way it's been, really, I'm not good at high fives. That is a legit thing. I'm not good at. Okay. Way to go, Danae. Oh. Way to just emphasize Oops. this very point. <laughs> Maybe? And I can't play the triangle. <laughs> oh no. Okay, we have Whistling? a little work to do. Whistling. I can play. I can play a third of Lean on Me. That's there you go. all you need. Well, that's, that's that's all you need. That'll be great. How it's been explained to me is that it will be a karaoke kind of night. Okay. With other talents, if you don't want to sing, like the okay. idea is, we're going to have karaoke. But if you can't do karaoke. We still want you to be able to get up in front and do something. So I can rap, but it's I don't know. We'll see well, what happens. Why are you looking like that, Danae? I'm just concerned. I'm concerned about the talent so show. Oh, it's you're concerned about so me fun. rapping? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I think what I'll do is I'll politely excuse myself with Jonathan takes the stage, why? just kind of why? when he takes the stage, because obviously, you know, no, no, no. I'll grab the camera and record there, there you when go. Jonathan takes the stage. Now you're thinking. I'm okay with doing BTS live. That sounds like a lot of fun. I have sang one time in karaoke, but it was a long time ago, and I have sang in public since then, but I have not done karaoke since I became more comfortable singing in front of people. We can do a duet. Which song? Um, Up Where We Belong. I have no idea. <laughs> um, something that's not... Wait, is that the one from Little Mermaid? Can, can you two... No it's, that's, uh, no, it's from Officer and a Gentleman, I think, but it's the Love Lift Us Up Where We Belong. Oh, God. I was kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I don't even know who's saying that. Like Love Kenny Rogers. I don't know who's saying that. Can, 
Oh no, Kenny Rogers is like. Well, we could do islands on the st- in the stream. <laughs> Dolly Parton, Kenny Rogers. Yeah. Oh God. Why don't you two just take the time to learn Shakira and J Lo's routine from the halftime show? Hell yes. And you and Jonathan just perform that. <laughs> That's right. I think that'll work great. Uh huh. I'm thinking maybe my wife and I will do a whole new world from Aladdin. Yeah. Maybe I'll do my uh, my different lyrics instead. Of, oh, that'll be better. Yeah. yeah that's a good call. I you think a whole new world. I think I've said this before. I th- a whole new world. I think is about sex. Right. This is a song about like. I think everything's about sex. Right. A whole new world. Don't you dare close your thighs. Like that's you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should that's definitely do say. those lyrics. <laughs> that will go over so well with the audience. I'm not even kidding. That's definitely. Hold my breast. It gets better. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this is what we're all paying to go see. But you know what? We um. We could do like a talent version of like assembling sock puppets. Okay. That could be a talent. Fair enough. You know? Fair enough. Oh, um, I've never done this in my life and I probably don't have time to practice, but like fire hooping. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. Uh, I'm just going to sing. <laughs> you're going to sing? I'm go- I, over fire hooping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I, okay, I see your point. Fair point. I see your point. You guys ready to get into it? Yep. Let's do this inside scoop. What's he building in We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the stuff we're sending in general, uh, TV sins, Big Bang Theory, another episode. These videos seem to be doing really well. People like it when we send the Big Bang People Theory. People like yeah. Big Bang Theory, and, th- and there's like 800 episodes to do. So. This is uh, the staircase implementation, and uh, this is the, the flashback episode, one of the flashback episodes of the, the Big Bang Theory. This was a Dicer mm-hmm. Hughes script, Danae and I wrote on this. Um, we've talked a little bit about our feeling on the show. Um, does anybody have any feelings on this specific episode? Was it funnier than you expected? Was it um, you know better in some ways, worse in some ways? Um, I mean, Jonathan- I've, se- I've seen this episode a few times. Um, I definitely saw it when it was aired initially, and I think I've seen it like in reruns, just had it on the background. Um, I typically don't care for flashback episodes, especially in sitcoms. Yeah. because And you guys even point this out. One of my favorite bits is where you talk about it's funny because you have long curly hair. Yeah. That right. seems yeah. to be like the flashback thing is everybody has different hair. Like on Friends, Ross has an afro. Yeah, you look different. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. I think it's funnier if the clothing changes significantly, but like eight years previous, it's not that big of a change. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, I will say like um, Howard, I really thought like like he he actually was that was kind of funny his visual representation because that actually looked like what I would envision he looked like a few years prior. Yeah. 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 And Sheldon just looked the exact same, which was kind of funny. I can see why this one would be popular because, you know, there's questions that are being answered about mm-hmm. their past. Why yeah. is the elevator closed? But I don't want to know that. I mean, that's actually this show actually doesn't do a really good job with running gags. That's actually a pretty good one. Oh, the elevator expl- just being. Yeah. But explaining it kind of ruins it. That's interesting. Yeah. It also, in my opinion, quote unquote, explained why the seat is the preferred seat um and then of course some of the origin story of the friends Mm -hmm. group and i definitely can understand why flashbacks can be exciting to see in shows because it sort of maybe solves some questions and stuff Mm -hmm. but i had never seen this episode before had you seen this episode aaron oh no i don't watch the show at all so right 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 that's right um if i've seen the uh the big bang theory it's completely accidental Uh, it's for this job only yeah (laughs) pretty much which is kind of hard to do because as of now it, it it hasn't streamed it's i think uh 
I think that Warner, the HBO Max, I think is going to, or somebody's streaming it like this year, but yeah, I, that was a, that was a big deal recently because I think they sold it for like half a billion dollars or something. Yeah. I didn't mind watching the episode. Um, I definitely thought that the highlight of the episode was the signing of the agreement, you know, just the contract. Yeah. The contract yeah. and specifically that time travel bit was that, really funny that was genuinely yeah, funny that was hilarious yeah it was perfectly timed i i think that if the audience were live they would have been genuinely humored just like we heard on the laugh track mm-hmm. no uh, i think there is a live. i think they do shoot in front of a live audience oh they just amplify they it amplify it with gotcha the laugh track. okay they definitely well, shoot in front of a live audience oh that uh, makes there's sense there's actually a really funny yeah. um uh you could look it up on youtube they do uh they do a version of call me maybe for the live audience during a recording i legitimately have been thinking this whole time that it's just nobody there Oh no 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 no. Okay. No no no. It's it's shot in front of a live audience then they just I mean they do like I don't know if like I mean they do do some exterior shots and stuff sometimes. I don't know where those are, but yeah, right. but mo- most of it is. Yeah. I mean, I've been to one of those tapings, not a Big Bang Theory, but to yeah. a, a live audience taping before. And the reason I always say laugh track even when there's a live audience is because mm-hmm. even the live audience is manufactured. They are oh, incentivizing they them yeah. to, you know, pump they them up to laugh harder. Up. And I think there's a great example in this episode of the audience like guffawing at a Latin phrase that they haven't even heard the explanation of yet. You know, like it's yeah, just, that was it's annoying. Just, whenever me. there's a space, yeah. the audience knows they're supposed to go <gasps> and laugh, right? Ooh, ooh, burn in Latin, <laughs> yeah, so. Latin burn. So yeah, I, I, that's that's why uh, when I say laugh track, that's what I mean. It's just how manufactured the whole thing is. It was yeah. fun to sin though. I will say that was fun. Yeah, it's a fun show to send. For yeah, sure. I, I enjoyed it. Jonathan, you didn't write on this, so what were some of your uh, favorite parts of the video? Um, I, I hated it. No, I'm just kidding. It was, it, <laughs> it was, was awful. It was no, it was it was actually it was extremely funny. You guys had you guys had a lot of nitpicky stuff in there, which really funny to me, like with contract and um, like the what was it the uh, the rule eight? Oh yeah, section eight. There are two section, section eight. eights. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Which I episode directed by Quentin Tarantino with the foot fetish thing. Boy, is this? Um, I mean, that is the the longest pedicure of all time, or whatever it is. I don't. I don't know who wrote this one, and I don't. I don't I'm not saying it's not sinful, but um, the uh, Penny had that book, the uh, Perfect Fit. Yes, but don't you think that? I mean, I've known a lot of women like Penny, and I would be. I would not be surprised if they had that book. <laughs> I just, you know, that's definitely, that was a me sin. I hate that stuff. I hate Ah. the idea. And the whole book was about like how to make you look better in clothes that don't make you look bad because your shape is bad. Gotcha. You know, it's just the vibe of, I don't mind, you know, books about getting fit, but it seemed to me, I didn't read this book. Let's just be specific. Um, It just seemed to me that this, this one was about how to make sure that the clothes that you wear are the best for your body to make it look the best. Mm-hmm. And to that I say, <laughs> Okay, so that's what you were sending. Not that she would have the book. Because I was no. just, I felt no, like I that was sending was the book. Well, well actually, character. the show for doing it. And actually, mm-hmm. in this script, um, Aaron really like sprinkled his magic onto a lot of my sins. I think this is one that you amplified as oh, well. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. So was he it just that. like you screaming and he t- he t- he took it back or Yeah, how 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 this is how I do my scripts. I write I don't like this part. 
and then Aaron fixes it. <laughs> That's not true. I know it's not true. That is not true. <laughs> we all help each other with tags and this fun is poo poo. So. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I just get a script of fifty different timestamps. You gross. It just says this is poo poo. No, I hate this. Yeah, I don't like this. What's this about? <laughs> like that's the whole script. <laughs> uh, and everyone, uh, like, everyone who thinks that's real is like, oh, wait a minute, I could work for CinemaSins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, all you have to do is write, I don't like this, and somebody else will fix it for you. Yeah, that's exactly. how we work. Yeah. Uh, what else? Um, although what? Danae will leave things blank sometimes for me to fill in. I will do sure. that. Yeah. Although it's not a, it's it's a, it's a if there's something here moment. Right. More than it's a you. No, I think it. it's I think it's great. Um, uh, any other parts, Jonathan? You wanted? Yeah. To well, I was gonna say, you know, the guy who plays Glenn, who's I can't think of his name right now, is in this episode. He was Sheldon's oh, yeah. first roommate, and uh, I love that you were able to get a. Uh, I assume this was Aaron got a a, a bat reference in there from yes. Walking Dead. Yes. And the Walking Dead handwriting thing was really funny, too. <laughs> and yeah. then we got another Who's the Nerd Now Nerd, in, which is a great running gag with yeah. this series. Steven Yoon uh, is... Steven Yoon, that's right, yes. Yeah. Uh, Danae, what about you? Um, You know, I really like that uh, you got to continue your thermostat troll propaganda. <laughs> this is a recurring thing from our radio days where we would do this on the show. So to see it pop up in a, a script... Thermostat Wars. I wasn't surprised. I have it in my keeping tabs, but I have a couple things in there so we can talk about it now but I'm a, just, I'm a 70 i'm a 70 degree guy yes i, get it. I, I don't understand like look there's the highest only, i'll go is 72 <laughs> <laughs> there's only you know so many clothes you can take off you know mm-hmm. so it's like you've got to keep it to the cooler person's but temperature i have i have friends man They'll, their house would be like 76 i'm like this is insane yeah, yeah. Like, that sounds what wonderful. is wrong with that? 76 sounds wonderful. I just can't How do you sleep. survive? I cannot. I, like, I'll, I can survive if it's 75 in the house, but I can't sleep. Yeah. I, there's, I will be sweating through the sheets if it's 75 well, and, in the house. And Ew. it's been proven. It's been Sweat. proven that you sleep better if it's colder. Yes. Yeah. That is science. So that was fun. That was just a fun thing to see. I also liked your half fast for half fast for your near square oh, yeah. run. That was kind of a fun. That was my other keeping tab. So let's not steal both of them. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I like that one in particular because I think in the combination, there was even a, did you mean to write half-assed here? Uh-huh. And, it, and yeah. so just like, a, that was really fun. Look, if there's one thing I know about, it's near swears. Like, uh, yeah. you know, that's that's one of my areas of expertise. Um, Although I did get some pushback in the comments about that. I Pe- saw that. People apparently do say bat crap crazy. That is not one I've ever heard. Um, so, but yeah, but good for you. Say what you want. Um, I also really enjoyed the narrator making noises this time. And let me say, so when we, when I write a script, a lot of times the way that it's written, I assume that whenever it kind of like gets all assembled together, that it would be keyboard noises or it would be, um, you know, wheeling out a whiteboard. But in Mm -hmm. this one, it. For whatever reason, Jeremy, his Google search was <laughs> the sort of mouth like noises. mouth noises. Yeah. And um, I, during the editing process, I didn't really call it out because I kind of thought it was funny. And then I saw some comments that like Simley says, did he just make a bunch of weird noises? It seemed like the sound of a ty- uh, keyboard typing. And then someone, they're all like, people are commenting on it. And, and Saint goes, I'm high AF. And that shit confused the absolute shit out of me. <laughs> it was just really, really funny. Oh, uh, I didn't realize i wrote a comment <laughs> <laughs> so i really Oops. enjoyed that i liked writing the salad bowl down the pan 
audience joke a lot. Yes. Um, and then the other one that I really liked were my runs about the eternal dibs yep. and the elevator. I, I really enjoyed writing those two. Like Sheldon would have let Leonard die. Yeah. Just he was clearly just waiting for comedic Sheldon's timing. Sheldon's a jerk, man. And then also just the whole yeah. reason for him sitting in that particular seat is is contradicted within the episode yeah so i was really those things are hard to put together sometimes as you're writing because you want to write it in such a way where it like rolls well Mm -hmm. and so uh, specifically in the one where he's sitting down in the seat to do the callbacks too but you just said and then playing another kind of part that can get a little bit overwhelming i think sometimes so but it worked this time so uh speaking of sheldon i i assume we're going to be doing more episodes at some point in the future since they do well and uh you know he eventually has a girlfriend so that'll be interesting to see what we get out of that material yeah yeah uh i was glad to finally get to talk about one of my biggest pet peeves in tv shows which is tvs in the middle of the room um because uh that is something that every time takes me out of a show when i see the back of a tv yeah and i'm just I've never thought about i've never thought about it until you not one time Mm-mm. yeah yeah same <laughs> uh, no, but I love that. I love that. That is something I never thought about. I just, I never think about the wall. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I think these are fun. These are fun to kind of, to go after. All right, let's move on to Criminal Minds Masterpiece. Uh, this was a Hughes Watkins script. Um, so I've never really watched Criminal Minds. Uh, Jonathan, I think you have. Danae, is this a show that you watched really much of? Um. I think I started to watch it when it first kind of came out because I was into crime shows at the time. Mm-hmm. Now, this, but this, this one kind of just pushed it a little bit too too much for me, so I stopped watching. Yeah, I think, actually, I remember somebody recommended this show to, to me. It may have been one of my parents. who was just like, you have to watch Criminal Minds. And I was like, okay. I think I watched one episode, and I was like, this is really dark. And it's I just really don't, dark. I don't need another dark show in my life. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's why I stopped watching. And, and crime um, procedurals, like there's yeah, so I've, many of them. I've seen uh, I've seen every episode, I think, um, and this is what, the 15th season? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen many of them more than once. Um, I will say it's much better at the beginning. Uh, Mandy Patinkin uh, was on there for the first two seasons. He's great. Yeah, and 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 he he left basically. His comments on why he left was because it just it was too much for him, which is kind of interesting because he went and did Homeland after this, but whatever. Right. I think um, if I remember correctly, it's like. So at the time, a lot of the, you know, CSI and Law and Order, mm-hmm. that type of show um, was kind of more from the perspective of like, or at least the crimes themselves, it didn't really get into the psychology of it. It didn't really get into like the darkness of it. It just sort of kept it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Special Victims Unit for for sure got m- more serious because obviously they branched off more into the sex crimes and mm-hmm. and they would sometimes touch a bit more and more on like how it affected people. People, but even still, it kind of kept it uh, like a light yeah. touch to particularly the murder, the murderer. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas this one is all based on like getting into the murderer's mind and figuring out how to catch them or mm-hmm. save people or or whatever interject themselves in the story by getting into their brain, like into their psychology, into that space, and so and how they present it, it is just so much more serious and so much darker, mm-hmm. and it's just like I don't know. It kind of felt like rather than a show about solving crime, it was a show about how fucked up humans can be, and right. I just yeah. I was like I don't these people like this are real and they're out there, and I get that, but I don't want to like. I, I listen to true crime podcasts now and I feel like it gives them too much attention in a way. Yeah. So I only listen to podcasts where they really talk about like they, they 
try to tell the story and, and uh, like amplify survival and amplify instincts to, you know, uh, like the whole fuck politeness movement with My Favorite Murder, just where they're really trying to take people's interest in true crime or interest in this kind of stuff and find ways to channel it in a positive way where it's almost like we're not shedding light on the murderer we're shedding light on the stories and that's more important to me and this show sheds light on the murderer and i just i don't know well i mean they're 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 profilers so So obviously it's going to take that perspective whereas like csi took the perspective of the science right at least the original csi i didn't watch the spinoffs but i watch csi is one of my all-time favorite shows the 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 las vegas one Um, i'm a big law and order fan no that's miami that's miami that's miami Miami. csi is that would be a difference um there's other shows that have done this Uh, millennium uh was was a show where lance henderson played a profiler for instance and it was really dark but it's just i don't know it's just i really like i like procedurals a lot i i don't i don't need a show that's that continues into each episode all the time i don't mind stuff like this where it's more like case of the week now they do have continuity on this show in fact that's one of the problems with this show they're not good at it Mm -hmm. um so when they do try to do continuing storylines they don't always work very well but it's a overall it's a really good cast it's some really they they uh kind of like big bang theory like i had said about that and the last time we talked about it it's a really good cast and they play off each other really well um but i will say that patinkin was missed once he left and, and nothing against joe mantegna i mean joe mantegna is a great actor but uh yeah. but mandy patinkin brought something to the show that made it different than most procedurals I, and then it, once he left it became more of a standard procedural it's it's interesting to think back on that whole thing because it's easy to forget now how much how fresh csi was when it started in 2000 like absolutely the, the tv didn't have anything like that i mean there have always been crime procedurals but, but it was more science but it was yeah it was more yeah. science it was more like the the miracle in investigation of dna pu- puzzles and, yeah you know? and it was very modern mm-hmm. and i i loved the original csi mm-hmm. so then well, and much like much like Patinkin, I think uh, William Peterson was a lot of the reason that show worked so well. Yeah, he's great. So CSI starts in 2000, and mm-hmm. it's really revolutionary. CSI Miami is two years later, 2002. Yeah! There you go. And uh, and that's a lot of fun. Uh, a little more cheesy. There's a you know David Caruso's character is a little more central to it. Shame on CSI New York, which people yeah. forget about, happened oh, yeah, in, yeah. in 2004. Mm-hmm. And it was so boring. And, and it Ugh. was. It was extremely boring. And oh right my around, god! Gary Sinise is like he's a really good actor, but I don't know what it is about him on television. Yeah, <laughs> zaps the energy out of the room every time he walks on the set. And he is a great actor. Uh, he, he is. He gives a a, a wonderful performance in uh, the the. Disney ride uh, down at Epcot uh, where you go to space. Just great performance. It's probably Oscar worthy. Anyways, that comes out in 2004. And so by that point, I'm like, this is a lot. Yeah. And then Criminal Minds is 2005. And I just wasn't interested in Mm -hmm. throwing something else on there. So in the NCISs Mm -hmm. started in like 2003, 2004. Like I like NCIS a lot. Within five years, TV was just murder all, it was all murder crime procedurals <laughs> yeah. you know and so yeah. uh it's just it, it's i i definitely stayed more with like the the fun the quote-unquote fun ones right. rather than this particular one and yeah. sending it was difficult too because it is so serious of a show although i don't know how it was for you jonathan um i for, think this is one of the more over-the-top episodes so yeah i think that was a good they did this was a good pick um yeah because we didn't did do you, the pilot of this one what did you think of the video Aaron? oh yeah the pilot's 
super dark. Um, I really enjoyed the video. Uh, as somebody who doesn't watch the show, I was kind of lost a couple times because I didn't necessarily under mm-hmm. like. Uh, there's one sin that says, you know, such and such a character. That's who. And I thought maybe there was more if I was a fan of the show that I would understand yeah. about that character. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did. I did. You know, as somebody who doesn't watch the show, feel a little bit lost. But seeing Jason Alexander try to play that role was fascinating to me. Um, I, I thought he was Colonel aw- Costanza. He was awful, right? Like, am I wrong? I feel like yeah. he was awful no, in no, that episode. He, he's not good. That was one, of, and I believe that was like a february episode or something it was a sweeps episode maybe it was november yeah and i like uh, he's like apparently he was a fan of the show he's even directed some episodes yeah but uh, I, had so a, I think he i think he asked to be on it essentially yeah. but i had a good time uh, i thought the uh the the sins were were fun and i enjoyed the title sin uh of the title screen where it's like a million words on the screen and it's just like oh why do shows do that it makes no sense so yeah you know. i'd never never thought about that until we send it yeah and then when i was watching that scene I, that screen i was just like that is a lot of words it is, it is a lot of words <laughs> and i mean you would think in 15 years that thought would have crossed my mind uh murder uh pictures like confetti at a parade yeah. was hilarious that uh, was all aw- and, and jeremy's reading of we was, was great <laughs> yes i love throwing out fun words for him to play with yeah yeah for sure what about you guys what were some of your your favorite parts um i want to talk about um we we wrote some sins about Reed and um, the the very smart kid character that yeah. in, in the unit and people love him because uh, that was what the majority of the comments were about um, were about so there was the one sin we wrote about him getting all those degrees oh yeah and people yeah. like got really in depth in the comments about how you could pull that off right I want to point out though that sin is one of those things where it's a really long sin and it has all this information in it but we're making fun of wiki fandom pages <laughs> that's right you turn it at the end so it's not yeah. actually about that crack did an article on this sh- on his character uh, talking about I can't remember what the what the rule of thumb is but like what is it to like to like uh, to become an expert in any discipline one takes like it's like so many thousand hours oh that's a uh that is a book by um dr seuss no malcolm gladwell one of my favorite authors okay um, so maybe you can explain can i couldn't remember i forget what the book is called but yes the basic idea is that to be an expert at something i think it's ten thousand hours i think you have yeah, to spend ten thousand like hours and this it, show yeah. does this thing where whatever the situation is like let's say the killer is uses poetry reed is all of a sudden an expert on poetry yeah like, right that's why people will watch a show is because of mm-hmm. the main character you know it's for some people it is about solving crimes and stuff like that but you know you find those characters that you really like and then yeah. that's why you go back reads like the guy um yeah. he's young and i mean he's hard to relate to in some ways because he's so smart but then mm-hmm. it's just his delivery of his lines there was um there was a sin i think that we we kept in part of it and then we cut some of it but he goes on this really long explanation as to oh, the sequence the murderer or yeah why he's murdering and it goes on for a really long time like reed goes on like probably three minutes of him explaining not just like why the murderer would do this but the whole explanation as to what the fibonacci sequence is and all of the math and stuff yeah and it's it's when he it's when the gif thing the sin about you know this Mm -hmm. this should be the the calculating gif uh gif whatever and (laughs) um it's right around that time where he's kind of like putting all these 
puzzle pieces together and then he runs over and rather than telling everyone and this is probably one of the biggest things I don't like about this episode or maybe even the show I don't know um, is he spends so much time explaining it instead of being like I know where they are let's just do this and everybody would be like cool Reed we, we you don't have to explain it or yeah. explain it on the way yeah and everything show your work later really falls apart you know even if Colonel Costanza is not acting great. You could have some fun stuff happening in the show mm-hmm. that would make this puzzle piece like make sense. But they threw everything into this, even so much as like, uh, and, and I wrote a sin about it, but there's so many different um, reasons that he had to be a killer. You know, it was genetics. It was art. It was like math. It was like it was all of these different things. And, and then it was revenge. It just kept changing and changing and changing. And I think it's supposed to be this thing where you think that he's killing this woman and the children in this torture chamber. But really what it is, is that they're fine and he wants to kill the team when they go to the house. But it only works if it's a certain number within the Fibonacci sequence. And so, but then that falls apart because what if somebody wasn't feeling well that day right. or they decided to, you know, take a piss in the woods before, you know, yeah. and then, and then even if it's an acid shower, when the door opens, it's not like everyone's going to run in at the same time and be bathed in acid. They're going to like stop. And, you know, so right. nothing actually, once you start thinking about it, makes sense. And which is why I love the sin about Jeremy. When, when Jeremy's like, I can think of several places to hide a woman and children. And then he names all the places like, and fuck you show for making me think like this. <laughs> That's me going like, oh, I hate that I have to think like this. Right. But everything falls apart. Like this guy is an idiot. And you can't have you can't have an idiot in an episode called Mastermind where no. you're trying, or Masterpiece when you're trying oh. to have him be this, you know, big but- criminal mastermind. Yeah. I really like the the Fibonacci sequence thing was insane. Like, I mean, that's the whole print. If you didn't catch that, Aaron, watching, just watching the video, not seeing the episode, his killings are based on the Fibonacci sequence. I love the Fibonacci sequence. And then he managed to, like, take a map and where they, where the secret house was matched up on the map. Right. To the the magical circle of the Fibonacci series or whatever. Yeah. It was silliness. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I also really enjoyed the goldenrat.net. Uh, mm-hmm. Sin and the people in the comments going like, wait, that took me to Disney. Was that right? Yes. That was fun. That's, yeah. That's right. It takes <laughs> you to Disney.com. I was so nervous. I was so nervous going there. Because, really? Yeah. Because you don't know. Like you're just typing in, you're typing in a web address you don't know oh, where yeah. you're going. I never get I never get nervous. What's what's oh, the worst man. that's going to happen? Something scary? <laughs> a virus? FBI show up at your I, door? I, yeah, I don't know. But be in jail for the rest <laughs> of your life? I probably cli- I I probably typed it in about eight or nine times before the confidence to go. Okay, I'm going to write a sin about this, and I think I'm going to ask everyone to go and check it out for themselves. Which I don't know n- normally doesn't happen in in an, right. like when does Jeremy ever have a call to action to go to a website in his right. you know sinning so I was a bit nervous about that but it worked out well apparently yeah. apparently Golden Rat is Mickey Mouse who knows he's the Golden Rat I don't know I don't know or they were like cool yeah people are gonna go to that and then they just snatched up the webs I don't know but what a weird because you would think that like the people who invented this show or wrote the show would have gone to that website and realized that it was Disney. So I'm thinking that Disney bought it after the show. Makes sense. And like redirected it or whatever. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I find that stuff fascinating though. It is Well, and I mean, Disney um, Disney has like, because uh, I didn't know because it was a CBS show, but Disney has like worldwide distribution rights to it or something. Mm. So, so if Disney that, owns the that show, that could have something sense. to do with okay. it. Okay. 
Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, interesting stuff. Well, good work, guys. Thanks. Uh, enjoyed it very much. It was fun. Let's move on to Halsey. You should be sad. Uh, is the name of the song. This Let's is... talk about barn orgies. Uh, so yeah, so this music video is um, well, I think the the phrase from the video was countrified dance bacchanal. Did you um, think? Huh? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Should I, should I make sure call countrified? Country. <laughs> countrified. I'm just saying. No, you're right. I, I you're heard right. I heard it weird. You heard the first syllable and uh-huh. yeah, and your brain did stuff. I it get it. Stuff. I get it. Uh Ding! <laughs> so anyhow, uh this this song is I don't know. I, it's hard for me now to separate the song from the video. What is this video doing to this song? Like the the song feels to me a, a little more laid back and in interesting and like a love. And this video is like no. I like the song. Uh, I like go the song a quite a bit. Did you see her perform it on Saturday Night Live? I usually skip the musical artists on Saturday Night Live. Um, and I mean, granted, she was dressed up like she was like dressed up like a cowboy in lingerie or whatever on Saturday Night Live. I mean, there was definitely sexual appeal to the to the performance, but. Um, she definitely, it's more of a, I guess it's more, I don't know really if the song would be considered fun because it's not about something great, but, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's catchy. Yeah. Yeah. This, this video completely attaches itself to the song, like a leech and changes the very dynamic, like a parasite. The video is like a parasite to the song and completely changes the dynamic of it. Like it's, I don't know. It's, I think I like this video better than the two of you. Yeah. T- well, go ahead. Sing its praises, Jonathan. Like I'm not, I'm not I mean, I don't, I mean, it's kind of like criminal minds. I'm not saying it's like the greatest thing ever, but um, I I like Halsey. Um, I don't like all of her music. I feel that I I don't know. Kind of like we were talking before the show. I don't know if some of this will be in the in the in the outtakes about the Jennifer Lopez uh, Shakira stuff. But like, oh yeah, that Halsey stuff will be is, in the outtakes. Yeah, Halsey's a young woman that is she's clearly very comfortable um, in her body, and um, I don't know. I I always find that. Um, I don't know what the word for that would be. Um, well, there's an empowerment to it. There's yeah, a, there's I guess a, that I, she just. I, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's like having a daughter. I guess I just. I. I maybe now I look at some of the stuff differently, but um, I. I yeah I think even though I it may sound weird to say she gives off a good image um, I think there is something to be said about being comfortable in your body and and granted I mean I don't know why she wouldn't be but um, but I think there is something to be said about that I mean it's it's not you know I don't does that make sense Yeah no we did <laughs> does that we sound com- wrong <laughs> No 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 we were talking about the Super Bowl and we did have a conversation <laughs> about body image versus uh, mm-hmm. you know body positivity versus you know control and pressure and, and those kind of things and Danae you had said hey let's hold some of this for the Halsey conversation. So I'm really interested to hear kind of where you wanted to go with that, what you had to, to say about that. Well, I think that um, in my very small experience of like uh, reading articles and listening to women talk about the uh, music industry, that it is run by men and it is oftentimes women are sexually assaulted and encouraged to use their bodies to sell records. And so I think that as time goes on in their careers, they embrace that part and they they make peace with they it. make peace with it and they become comfortable with it um, but I, I wonder if if there were different people that were in charge who were behind the cameras, who were behind the record deals, who are not creepy and horrible people. I wonder if the females 
in the music industry would be representing themselves the way that they do. That said, I don't know that it's a bad thing because like, listen, I've been I've been assaulted in my past. I know what it's like to have something done to me and then embrace it and use it as a power. And so that is to me something that like I, I wouldn't be the same person had those things not happened to me. And so I don't want to say to and that doesn't mean they're Lady okay. Lady Gaga, that, that, yeah, I would, that's what I'm saying. As I, I would never want to say to anybody like, oh, thank God you were sexually assaulted and then your career took off. It's more like, fuck, this is just like what it is. Thank God you're talking about it and that you're trying to find your way through it. You're controlling so the things you can't control. When yeah. I saw this particular video, I was sad. It made me very sad. Because of those issues? Yeah, it's just to me, it seems like this person... I I could not enjoy her art because all I could see was her, the sex of it all. And well, so, now I feel terrible liking it. <laughs> no, you, you shouldn't feel. We all we all have different opinions. It's just this is my my opinion. Mm. Although, like if I at twenty five, would I be would if I had jumped into the music industry, I may have made all of the same choices on my own without have like this could all happen without any like we don't know how um, how how Housley how I don't I've never even heard of this person Halsey. I don't we don't know. Like I'm not saying she was objective. I don't know her rise yeah, to success. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't I don't know, know anyone's about... rise to success. And I don't want to say that there's nobody, no female in the industry who hasn't come to power and, uh, and, and recognition without having something happen sexually or whatever, or some kind of exploitation. I, I believe that there could be a woman out there who is where it's happened, you know, where there's more respect. Uh, and I don't know, less of a push to show your body because it does sell records yo like like people like to look at the curves of a body men like to look at that women like to look at that it's some it, it captures your attention um and i like it does make sense but to me there's like a i don't know i'm just there's something about what i saw that was like man i hope that she's got voices in her circle that are talking about her power as a person and her perspective and her voice that can make a change and it doesn't have to be tits and ass like it doesn't have to be that and i hope that there's somebody in her circle that can tell her that so that if she doesn't want to do that she doesn't have to that she doesn't sign some record and then the label decides who's going to direct it and then she is told this is what you have to do because oftentimes artists don't have that strong voice mm-hmm. to stand up for themselves and so they're selling records and they're famous and they're popular and they're selling records and that's like what they want to do and so it's just this I don't know I just think it's if I could make me sad but and, she um she but, might want to do but, that too but right? legit so that's, I'm making a lot of assumptions rub. you know what I'm saying this well, is just and, my thoughts well, about well, I mean, but we can't possibly know either way like she right. could be being that's forced what it, to do that I have maybe, no idea we don't know what it reminds me of I'm not saying her what it reminds me of is that that is something that happens mm-hmm. so i'm not saying it happens like you said not saying it happens with her i'm saying it reminds me of that and like that just bums me out yeah it's really fascinating i'm so glad that, that because and when you hear the outtakes you'll you'll hear a little bit of this but your perspective on the halftime show was different it mm-hmm. didn't make you sad the halftime show did not make you sad and i don't know is it because they're older probably and, and probably because you assume that their motives they ha- i that think they, they own their motives i think more. they have more power now right Halsey's 25. She doesn't have the power. I don't think she yeah, has and that, power. Yeah, that is one thing about it that, well, there's I'm, two I could be about wrong. Right, sure. 
There's two things about the video that I find icky. A, barns are disgusting, and I am never having sex in hay. <laughs> never say icky. never. No, I'm never. I can assure you I'm never having sex in a barn um, or hay. <laughs> <laughs> because rightfully so, hay would be in places that you do not want it. And I'm allergic to hay. Um, that's the big thing. But um, uh, yeah, she's 25, right? Um, she's like, I mean, she's not a kid, but I mean, that's that's 18 years. That's yeah, 18 years younger than me, almost 19 years. That that's that's a little weird sometimes. Oh sure, I no I I ne- get it. But tr- we have I'm never to... going to be that guy dating somebody twenty years younger. So. Yeah, but nobody's asking you to date Halsey, right? Like there's there's this oh, interesting no, no, thing. No, 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 that's not what I meant. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I no, I think I get what you mean, and I think it's important for us to make the distinction between the idea of being attracted to someone, being physically attracted to someone, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, being you know uh, seeing something sensual and and having that you know move that part of you or whatever uh, is different than any actions you would make in real life or anything Absolutely. you would do like dating a 20 year old or you know whatever the case may be um, and I think it is important to remember that this is not reality and the problem is that unfortunately our brain likes to turn things into reality and so that is part of the concern as well with both the Super Bowl show and this or whatever part of the ex- concern that's expressed is the idea of this is what's valuable this body type is the type of body that is the one that that is value. And so that's, there's all these different parts and pieces of this issue that is not going to be solved by a sentence or a paragraph. It's going to be when we continue to look at each other as humans and and say, tell me about your motives. Tell me about your feelings. Tell me about the power you feel you have or don't have. Tell me about, you know, why you love your body, why you don't love your body. Tell me, you know, when, when we talk to people about these things, I think that's when we start to see growth in an understanding of where value comes from, which by the way, is not their body. So it's, it's kind of one of those things where sure value doesn't come from the shape of my body but the shape of my body is bringing me a bunch of dollars mm-hmm. well guess what value also doesn't come from how many dollars you have so you know it's it's interesting i i think like um i love this conversation uh it's dangerous conversation it's very dangerous um but, i'm terrified <laughs> but i think <laughs> that like, everything i've said is going to be taken the wrong way no no i i think like jonathan's all, a perv. we need grace to be able to have these kinds of conversations y'all uh and hopefully you guys that are listening can hear that we try to we try our best to kind of formulate our words in the moment for me like i think what i'm talking about is such a bigger picture thing the video is fine it's a it's a really interesting super sexually charged like this is a this is an orgy sex video mm-hmm. you know and, and maybe she's trying to make some sort of statement about shania twain lady gaga and uh, so i can't remember what other person but she has like these little outfit changes and definitely shania twain's in there so maybe there's some deeper meaning there but all you see is sex and so you miss the lyrics you miss her artistry mm-hmm. and that that right there is like a red flag for me number one and then again, my assumptions about the music culture, which I will put on any video any day of the week, whether it's a right. young rapper. Yeah. There was a young rap uh, person that was like on the ice cream truck that we did early on in the show. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar feeling, right? Like she's just so young and, you know, it's all about sex and it sells. But like, does is she having meaningful conversations that help her to know the decisions that she's making? And is she going to be fine? Sure. I'm sure everybody is going to be just fine in my happy little world, but I don't know. But but they're not. No. But I know, and I know for a fact personally that that men tend to say exploit yourself to get this 
And it's like, it is, it is an easier jump to make. Like, it's just, it's, I could easily be making a lot of money having a private Snapchat. Like, I know that those are options that we have. Well, guys can too. But I'm just saying that there's but not just, the same way. But it's not the same way. Right. Yeah. And it's because we've so sexualized the human female figure over so many other things. So whenever you see it in a video, it's just part of my consciousness. So I really hope you guys are okay with me well, going there. Sorry, also, I know it's kind of more dark and serious. It also has to do but, with that we've alienated sex from so many people too, right? Yep. I mean, or we've made it seem taboo. Yes. That's I mean, other countries, problem. they don't, you know, don't give a shit. And, you know, we, and it, we're, it, we're more prone to show bodies than we are. I mean, like dead bodies than we are. Yeah. Like uh, the naked, naked alive bodies, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I know. Right. Hey, listen, can we just take like an emotional tater tot break? <laughs> Hey, I, well, from a from a technical standpoint, though, also on the video, I liked, um, which obviously Halsey's probably got money back in her to, you know, she's popular enough to where her videos actually have money, have a budget. But um, I love incorporating different genres into different styles. So like putting like line dancing, um, you know, which is typically a country thing into a pop song like this. I, I, I love stuff like that. Um, that's just a personal thing that I enjoy. Yeah. Mixing um, it up like that. Yeah. And I just I just I don't know, visually, I mean, taken outside of the sexual aspects to it. I just thought the video was really interesting visually. Uh, I thought it was really interesting to set it in a barn. And I don't know. I'm just I don't know. I'd like to know kind of more about the making of it, I guess. It it, it intrigued me. Yeah. Uh, what about the video itself? Um, I enjoyed the sin that said, imagine how it must smell in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. What about you guys? Uh, I like whenever I asked Barrett his thoughts on writing uh-huh. and he just wrote back barn orgy. <laughs> Nice. Like nothing else. Most of the time he'll write something. Uh-huh. This time it's just like barn orgy. Yeah. So it was kind of fun for me to um like go and watch the video, not knowing what he was talking about, and then it's like, oh yeah, no, this is all this is all it is. Just big. <laughs> he barn said orgy. some more stuff in there, didn't he? Yeah, he said it's a song about um breaking up with her ex and how difficult mm-hmm. it was, but the video had nothing to do with that. Um, it's very orgy forward, and honestly, I'm a fan of orgies, but this one felt a little. What is this word? Vacocious? Vacuous? Vacuous. Vacuous. Mm-hmm. Meaning. Empty. Empty. Whoa, it's such a cool word. It is. It's vacuous. <laughs> <laughs> um, I ha- I wrote down a few that I really liked. Uh, get it off my chest. We'll make that make sure that's quick because there's not much there. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um, material. I think he specifically says material because that's a different sin if he doesn't. Oh, say right, 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 right. He does. That's so. true. That's true. Um, and then his quick cuts talking about how it's all quick cuts and then he said this video doesn't want you to masturbate really made me laugh <laughs> and then the orgy referee yeah i i love i love that yeah so good stuff. yeah can you imagine the wet spot in a barn was one i like yeah like at the very end and then finding hay in weird places for weeks those are a couple other things i noted yeah listen which is true because barns are gross barns are gross um <laughs> but they can also be used for non-gross things i went to a, a wedding this weekend that was in a barn yeah in a horse barn so, oh, I bet that smelled go. great. Did it smell like manure? It did. Yeah, it did. my That's dad. That's the thing loved- you can't. It's like it's like it's like if you have cats in your house, like you can never like that. It no matter what people try to tell you, no matter how much they clean, it always smells like you have cats in your house. Mm-hmm. Barns always smell like manure. My dad grew up in a on a farm and you know doing farming, and so um, he's always liked the smell of barn. So anytime we go anywhere and there's a barn, he's like ah. <laughs> 
There was also a uh, a whiteboard that had names and then beside it dates and then causes of death. What? Yeah, at the wedding at the, the wedding in the, the bar. Wedding? I thought I missed something in the music video. Me too, for a qu- quick second. But now I'm even more concerned because this is real life, yo. Well, but I'm sure it was horse names. I'm sure oh, it was yeah. the names of horses they had lost and how they had lost them. Make and- a plaque. Did these people <laughs> uh, like to go to butterfly reserves or? <laughs> no, no, they don't. It was actually a beautiful. Won't get that till the outtakes if it's in there. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the CinemaSins videos for the week. Uh, we will start with scary stories to tell in the dark. Spooky. Danae, did you watch this video? Nope. I'm going to sit oh back and eat tater tots goodness, while y'all talk about PG-13. it. PG-13. I was yeah, so... You, just, you guys need to tell me this stuff ahead of time. I, I'm so like, sad in the now because this was one of my you, favorite videos to work on. When you, you send it, it to me, you say, you're good to go. I, I would have cautioned I you on Joker before I cautioned you on scary stories. With. I mean, I did watch Joker. I'm I'm all messed up. Yeah. I don't I I clearly don't I have a good I, idea. I don't mean that mean, but I'm saying because I don't know, I'm nervous to suggesting because <laughs> I don't want to uh, like I don't want to accidentally trigger you or Hey man, I don't even understand myself. So we're good. I'll way, do you, my best. It's to let funny you know that better. you like you just said that right there. You sound like Kristen Bell a lot of the time. Like it's really funny how the whole thing about her helping you, but every time I watch the good plays, I'm just like this has to be how Danae is in real life. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yep. Right now I'm eating a tater tot because I don't like, care. Aaron. You could totally. Yeah. Like like she finds shrimp in her dress. I'm assuming you find tater tots. <laughs> okay. So I legit pulled one out of my bra earlier. <laughs> a shrimp? <laughs> <laughs> and then I could so see you saying fork, like actually saying fork. I tweeted yeah. it yesterday. Yeah, you oh, did. you did. That's right. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Um, yeah, this was uh, this was a fun video. I've never seen the movie. Jonathan, I think you're the only one that's seen the movie. So why, yeah, if you want to yeah. talk a little uh, bit about it. I saw the it. theater and then I watched it a couple more times for this. Um, it's it's a movie that's uh, it's really grown on me. Like I liked it fine when I saw it in the theater, but I've liked it better each time I've watched it. It's like a B. I mean, you know, I'm not saying it's great. It felt like it had an urban legends feel to it. Very much so. that- well, it's based on a series of books um that i read as a kid uh they can't i don't know when they came out but i mean they were very popular in the 80s um and i still own them um and it was more well known for the drawings there was this uh i can't remember who the artist is but oh my gosh huh (gasps) i think i just had a memory that of those books were they like it was like black and white more scary stories to tell in the dark and it was like these really i don't know how to explain the drawings but they're just really like stretched out and haunty looking. Yeah, you know, like, like kind of abstract like and drippy and, sort yeah. of. Oh my god, I and, read these and they tear. Oh god, I'm terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I and, just and all the stories it. are basically like urban legends. Like there's like there's the hook and oh. you know the spiders, which you actually see in this movie in somebody's face. And did you ever uh, see these books, Aaron? No. Oh, shit, dude. Can I show you the scariest thing you'll ever see ever? Sure. (laughs) It's probably like pit rated G for you. Yeah. This was, these are images from the book. It was so frightening. This stuff was the, it was so horrible. (laughs) They actually, they re-released them like in the 90s or the early 90s without the artwork in them. And people Uh, complained, like people rioted. I mean. That's the main draw of them. It was so, it's like, it's like pencil drawings where like, like stringy Mm -hmm. hair and then these weird like elongated body parts it, remi- it reminds me of of <sighs> like horror pictures i've seen before or even like the in girl real in, life in like the girl in the ring oh, um, yeah like, yeah, Sam- yeah samaria mm-hmm. so yeah um, i totally yeah, forgot uh, about that that was that was a horrible thing to relive did you read those yes that was okay. uh, might be why i'm like nope 
Maybe it's good you didn't watch the video. Um, God, that was so frightening. But yeah, so they take a few of the stories out of there and kind of incorporate them into this. I do wonder if this would work better as an anthology. And and a bunch of people in the comments said they thought it would be better as like a series on Netflix. Yeah, that feels Uh, right. But I think they do as good of a job as they, I mean, they do a pretty good job with it the way they choose to make it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not interested. Like I I watch this and and I know you guys have said that it's okay, but I'm just, I'm not interested in seeing this. Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's not going to blow you away or anything. I, I mean, it's, yeah. it's I don't think it's an Aaron Dicer movie that needs. No. It's not a movie you need to watch for any reason, unless you doesn't just... feel like it. I should mention this is a Cher Watkins script, so mm-hmm. uh, Barrett and Jonathan wrote on this one. Um, from the video itself, I guess I'll start since Danae hasn't seen it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I liked the uh, pumpkin spiced patty melt uh, <laughs> sin. I thought that was really funny, and also it was great because it. I just love those keen observations where it's like there's no way they would you know be just now putting a jack o' lantern out. Yeah, you know, on yeah, that Halloween. was really cool. Yeah, like, Barrett did that. If you're if if you're in retail, you've got seasonal stuff up a month ahead of time at least, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, so I thought that was a great observation. Um, and this had uh, one of our go-to jokes that is, I for me, one of the hardest to really uh, zone in on when it works and when it doesn't. And it's where they said, uh, it's not your fault. And then the narrator just says, it was or <laughs> it is. I love that joke, but it only really works in certain places. Absolutely. But it worked well there because it was her fault. Right. And I think it works where the movie is wrong about what it's saying. Like if if the intention is like that a character doesn't understand something they're not supposed to understand, it doesn't work. Like if, you know, the world's going to end and the, you know, we say it wouldn't, you know, like that's, that doesn't work if the characters really believe the world, you know, isn't going to end. But in these situations where it it really was her fault, the movie just doesn't you know want you to think that then i think that's where it works yeah and it's a and it's a really cliched scene too i mean you see right. those in movies all the time no no it's not your fault right exactly and in real yeah. life for that matter i but, have like a super perfect run of they won't it won't uh-uh. and it's not something that's going to be released until sin week uh, uh, it's so far away <laughs> i was but gonna I, say though danae you you didn't write on this one but you you nailed those usually like you're the one i think who nails them more than most people that oh, on the you. staff thanks <laughs> you I had one in that. a in a script we're combining right now that oh was, i believe i think that you know, was that's, a, that's interesting i wonder if we'll talk about the sin week videos on behind the sins <gasps> we uh, have to we, oh my can't not I know, oh god I, I just got so triggered because there's one that i hate so much i know i know and i want to talk about it so bad and i even tweeted about it months ago and i haven't had an outlet yet oh, i know I, that's why i thought it of it hurts. that's why it's i mentioned a five it. hour episode that is the one where i did the that won't he won't that's there's so much oh i hate that <laughs> well another good reason to become no, no, a- no. no i'm wrong i'm wrong we did t- we did do this one the one that i'm talking about we have done it's you've got mail oh yeah, yeah yeah and when tom hanks is in there and it's like you know they're gonna riot they won't. It happens yeah. over and over again. So I was sorry. I got my I got my movies I hated mixed up. Well, the point still remains. Still there remains. is one coming out at Sin Week that you really that you really want to talk about. Um, yeah. Maybe and, you and Barrett and, will be able to talk about that together at Sin Week. Listen, Barrett and I have a mutual respect that is just continuing to grow as I've been on this team. But in this one particular area for this one particular movie, I think he hates me because I hate it. <laughs> super uncomfortable (laughs) it is funny right like uh it's 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 interesting how we judge each other for the movies we like and don't like when we were uh all together last week he's like you really don't like it and i'm like no i really don't like it that's just fascinating although i was there and he brought up a couple things about the movie that you actually like 
so like you mentioned a couple scenes you're like oh yeah that's funny Ariel yeah I like that That, so that guy is clearly not deterred that easily though because he's been friends with me for like 25 years okay good we're all (laughs) good no no there are some things I liked about it and maybe the word hate you know what I'll talk about it when we talk about that movie very nice okay okay, very nice anyway sorry to disrupt no you're good this movie to talk about something we can't talk about how amazing was that to listen to apologies (laughs) moving on sorry sorry uh what about you Jonathan anything else from the video you wanted to mention the nastiest case of hay fever I've ever seen I thought was really funny and um oh and then the the one of the things I really enjoyed doing was because I love this in movies when this happens but you know it was like where we talk about how it's really good they didn't do something but then we don't understand why they didn't do it so in this one for instance she the the whole movie is about a book obviously scary stories tell in the dark so they base the movie around this book that this this girl who's dead now has written all these scary stories and they come to life and uh, she takes the book back to the haunted house and then all of a sudden it's back in her room and the there's another character there with her that knew that knew about the book and uh, she doesn't actually like accuse him like most movies the character would accuse that person like why did you go get the book and bring it back why are you fucking with me she doesn't do that so we actually say like you know I'm super glad we don't have to go through the nonsense of Stella accusing Ramon of going back and getting the book but then at the same time why doesn't she think he went back and got the book (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah so, i don't know i thought that was yeah. i just i like when we're able to kind of play around with uh tropes like that i guess or yeah. cliches yeah it's it's fun it's fun let's move on to joker this was an atkinson scott script uh the ogs coming together chris and jeremy to uh write on the joker uh and as it was stated in a certain to be uncontroversial minutes or less um <laughs> uh on the web page uh so i've spoken about this plenty today you've never seen the movie no but i got to watch it on the sins video yeah you did uh jonathan remind me your thoughts on joker Are you i don't with think the i've given them because i i just watched it for the first time pretty recently um, oh, okay yeah uh, yeah, it came out in the theater. It was, I think it was fall break is my daughter's fall break. So we were out of town. And then by the time I got back, I just didn't really want to see it anymore because I was just ba- mainly because of the discussion surrounding it. I just, I don't know. It didn't feel like it would be a good experience. And, but I watched it before I did the edit on this video and it was not a good experience. I did not like the movie at all. <laughs> okay. We'll talk about that a little bit because I'm, I'm interested to hear your reasons and if they kind of match up. It's weird. Oh, so I get that it does look good. And I think Joaquin Phoenix gives a, very fine performance. I totally get why he's nominated and all that fun stuff. But um, it's interesting. People were comparing it to like Taxi Driver and King of Comedy for for obvious reasons. Um, And I do actually really, really like those movies. But I think the difference, it, it feels to me that like Travis Bickle and Taxi Driver, I, I I feel like there's an actual character arc there. Mm-hmm. I don't really get that in this movie. Yeah, and I I and I don't I, I and I feel like the movie is more than those. I think I I feel like in this movie the the movie really wants you to root for him, and I'm not comfortable doing that. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's kind of like what Danae was saying her issues with what she what she had seen of Criminal Minds was right. And um and then also I, the movie has chooses to go in this really weird direction with mental health that I wasn't really on board with. And I also didn't really care for the fact that they're making this big deal about how it's kind of this different and uh, different type of comic book 
but they still have the Waynes in it, and it's like they kind of try to shoehorn Batman in there, like, just in case yeah. uh, this becomes, like, more of a franchise, I guess. And it yep. just feels really inauthentic. I agree with everything you've said. Um, to me, I it's, it's the movie this year where I have the hardest time even understanding when people try to explain why they love it. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I feel like they're explaining, you know, the Emperor's beautiful robes, and I'm like, he's naked. The Emperor has, like, he's walking down the street with no clothes on like yeah can't you see that like it's there's nothing there it's empty the message is uh, is false and inauthentic and there's I, I don't know i just there's nothing about this movie foundationally that i enjoy presentationally um i agree with you uh the performances are great joaquin is incredible um and it, visually it is beautiful and spectacular mm-hmm. um and i really resonated and we we can kind of move in i you know i don't want to spend a ton of time on you know necessarily relitigating the joker but um we can move into the video because one of the things i, I really loved was the comment one of the most well-made movies i've ever hated yeah that's uh, perfect which is a perfect way to describe this movie uh for me um although i i don't know that i would say i hated it that takes a little bit more for me but uh but i really yeah enjoy i use it. that word freely um, but <laughs> yeah. we'll talk about that y- yeah you do uh so what else what about you guys danae we haven't heard really from you since you haven't seen the movie what Oof. did you think about the video um do you feel like you got a good idea of yeah, the movie? Yeah, I do, which is really nice to be able to say. Sometimes they're a bit confusing, but uh, the script really kind of took you on the Joker journey. Uh, I thought the clips that were selected were really, uh, really helped to kind of understand. Um, uh, you know, in this case, the script tells you right at the top that some of it's in his head, which is nice to know when you're watching, you mm-hmm. know, something that you really don't want to see that you're not like going to have to go back and do some sort of twist sort of reality. So I think it kind of firmly planted me in in this I don't know uh, this this script was I thought so well written because I really genuinely felt like I understood what was going on from a good perspective like a like a, the the good parts of a movie mm-hmm. but that it really also just continued to point out the stuff that didn't work both in easy sins like the ones continuity or whatever the the mm-hmm. easy pulls the low hanging fruit and also like the deeper dissection of it mm-hmm. so I really had a good time what watching was some it. of your favorite stuff um well I wrote down some things but I also have a lot from Jeremy and Chris. Oh, why don't so we get into I that? So I thought maybe yeah. I should go into that yeah, too. Yeah, go into that. So um, buckle in, everybody, because they have a lot to say. <laughs> Um, Jeremy said, (laughs) I did all kinds of research on Joker. The year is supposedly 1981, but then stuff like answering machines and VCRs are made to seem commonplace. So I looked up a lot about that stuff, which is kind of cool because that stuff was, they're right. It was so expensive. Yeah. I remember like my mom and dad buying a answering machine. That was a big deal. Yeah. My, uh, my grandpa worked for RCA, so we had that stuff early. Yeah. Free because he stole it all, right? Yep. Stole it all. uh, (laughs) My grandparents were rich, so they had that stuff early. Nice. Um, so. So he also said that he had to pause and rewatch the subway shooting a few times to count the gunshots okay. for that particular scene. One of his favorite sins is about the massive surplus of the specific clown mask in the city of Gotham, which was another one that I really liked too. Um, mm-hmm. The movie frustrates me because it wants to be gritty and realistic, but then also lean on the it might have all been in his mind thing. It also relies way too much on Batman and Batman lore in mm-hmm. a laborious way. I also struggle personally with how casually this movie treats mental health illness and how it blames Arthur's side slide on his unnamed mental illness. Cool. 
Clearly, Jeremy of, and I had very similar opinions. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of the pieces work. The camera work is awesome. Joaquin is awesome. The set design is awesome. But there's nothing here. There's no story to, to tell uh, or arc to follow or lesson to learn, which is perhaps why it's been so embraced by so many. I think a lot of people related to the whole, I used to wonder if I ever existed mentality, not because uh, or not being noticed by society, but he's a murderer. But all the movie does is build up walls around the, the fact, that fact with things like he's mentally ill and he was a and the government took away his drugs and psych help and he gets picked on. None of these are justification for murder or even for crime. And lastly, by making Joker's laugh a mental physical compulsion, they rob the character of what makes him scary. Now he's just laughing because of some nervous tick or Tourette's like compulsion, but because he thinks crime and chaos and death is hilarious, which is always what made Joker so evil to me as a comic reader, as much as Batman loved justice, Joker loved chaos and carnage more. And this movie's Joker would take Batman four minutes to beat up and in prison and wouldn't scare anyone. I'm done now. I really hate this meme. <laughs> you so know, I mean, were, I mean Jeremy and I are the comic readers. And, it, you know, I'm, I'm, while he's saying that, that made me think, I mean, maybe part of it is, too, that I just I don't want like comic books shown in a more realistic manner, maybe. Yeah. Because it, it yeah. is weird. I mean, it's like the Joker's like this goofy over. I mean, he's a murderer and stuff in the comics, but I don't know. But comic book, but comic book aesthetic and real life aesthetic are two different things. And I don't know. I love Batman Begins though. But that's, Batman Begins still that that's that's a that's that would be that would probably be the best version of that. And some like of the I mean the MCU movies try to do that to a point too. But I think the balance is better. I think that than it is a Joker. Uh, I think that what what happened here is like, and I didn't watch it, but everyone says the same stuff people who liked it people didn't like it is it feels like an origin story that there's just disappointment in the joker origin story because you know that's not the joker that i knew either but then at the same time like batman begins was such a cool experience in the theater to see like because batman was my favorite uh, i'm so glad you said batman begins and not dark knight (laughs) i love dark Um, knight by the way i just I just think Batman Begins is better. Oh, so it was so rad. I think that is the only movie I have ever like been so excited about at the end that I actually stood up and was like, yeah, that's how you do a movie. I was <laughs> so was, happy. Well, especially if you had seen Batman and Robin, you know, that was, <laughs> you're watching um, that like, you know, however many years later, six years later, and just like, wow, that's that's how you should do the character. <laughs> um, So Chris said Joker is such a curiosity. I really wonder if we'd be talking about it if the movie wasn't called Joker. Take out the DC references and just make it about a guy who becomes a hero to the lower class when he kills a rich guy on a train. Do we see many Oscars in that movie's future? Because except maybe for Joaquin Phoenix, this movie is being elevated and as special and it's not. That's why it's weird to say that it's a good movie. It's better than your average flick. But against the lofty opinions of others, it doesn't look at all that. It doesn't look all that great. I actually didn't write a ton of sense for this. That is somewhat a testament to its quality, which is interesting for him to say, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's like, it's not good, but it's quality, right? And right. that's the thing. I think that's why people like to talk about there's so much like a debate over it. Mm-hmm. it it's kind of mind blowing. Um, I'm going to say this this uh, name wrong. So you'll have to correct. Uh, he says, but one part I'm proud of right or wrong is the sin that I wrote about the parallel between Arthur and Bernard Goetz. Gets. Go- gets. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I think that's right. Gets. G-O-E-T-Z. I think it's gets. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
The Getz subway killing had racial connotations and a number of discussions about when it's right to defend yourself. This movie tries to get Gothamites to say it's all about lower class sticking it to the rich people, but it really doesn't earn it. It makes Arthur into a sympathetic character because we've seen everybody be assholes to him, but everyone has been assholes to him, rich and poor alike, and the movie makes it seem justified. True, Todd Phillips may have just been using Getz as a model for his own story, and it doesn't matter that the two killings don't have have the same connotations. But everything around those subway killings kickstarts a discussion in Gotham that doesn't make much sense unless Arthur gets caught and lies about his reasoning for killing. Everyone in Gotham jumps on this rich versus poor thing for reasons that are unclear. I don't know if that entirely makes sense, but there you go, he says. I nice. think it made sense. I do too. I didn't watch the movie and it made sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. I know all those are good thoughts. I think the thing that you I hear over and over again is like the love of uh the the idea that it's hard to root for a Joker because he's a murderer. And so this is like a it's a it's a it's a murder uh, porn in a way. Yeah, but, like, yeah. but there the right are word, movies but. where murderers are the main characters and and they're really well done. I, I it's just it's a very fine line. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I just I don't know that Todd Phillips had the grace to pull it off. But I I mean and I mean you know he's made good movies. I'm not saying he hasn't, but I don't know. It's just I don't know. It just made me icky. Yeah. So what about the uh, the video itself? What are some things that you uh, that you uh, saw in the video you like, Jonathan? Um, I loved the they cast Robert De Niro in the remake of King of Comedy. That was yeah. that was funny and almost kind of trolling. But like you know, I mean, if if you don't want us to think about King of Comedy, don't cast Robert De Niro in that role. I mean, clearly Todd Phillips was paying homage to that. Yeah. Um. Uh. uh the ex. The, the pointed out that they had that uh, the prison cage around the mailboxes. Yeah. <laughs> it's apartment complex. Yeah. Yep. I don't know why I thought that. That just, I was dying when I, when I saw that the first time. And then I loved the, uh, I loved the thing about uh, the Harmony Korean sequel to Trash Humpers, 32 short films shot near a Ferris wheel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like the Joker stalking, jogging, joke talking. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. The combination of words, ones are ones I always enjoy. The portmanteaus. The portmantas. Um, I enjoyed the Michael W. Smith t-shirt reference. Uh, Did that really happen? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, I also enjoyed Matricide, um, yeah. which is a perfect pun. Um, I like that quite a bit. Uh, and then I liked the observation about the 11-11 on the clock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I... Uh, I didn't see it in the comments anywhere, but I'm almost sure, I could be wrong, but this makes a lot of sense to me. In general, in advertising, they set clocks to 1010. Uh, And the reason they set clocks to 1010 in advertising is it because it looks like a human smile. Um, And so that's, it's more cheery and it actually has a positive, like subconscious impact. Uh, And so I'm wondering if this is like 1111 is like the inauthentic version of this, like it's an even bigger smile. Maybe. And it's kind of fake. And it kind of represents the Joker's smile, which is, you know, not authentic, but it's forced. And I I think that's probably why they did it. Um, but except for that last one. <laughs> except, what do you mean? In, in the there's video, one where there's it's one not. clock where it's not 11-11. Oh, yeah, yeah, except for the last one. Um, but so so I, I thought it was interesting because I think they mentioned something about the number 11 and what it means. But I'm, I'm guessing it's probably more about the subliminal uh, advertising of the 1010. Because the 1010 is a, a famous like advertising trick we'll talk about so interesting um so, my yeah. mom always told me you what you made a wish at 11 11 when i was a kid yeah the four i mean yes the the one 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 is something that a lot of uh people have um you know clung on to over the years including jordan peele and uh in and us it, it really works it's magic it mm-hmm. is magic it's mm-hmm. totally magic that's uh, why i'm a millionaire 
<laughs> and it was so hard but for me not, not to sing the 11. Sing it. Oh, no. It doesn't, wouldn't make any sense. Sing it. 11, 11 is the day when the cheese. 11, 11 and the bacon will be the best of friends. It's cheese and bacon day. Is this Ooh, an actual song? <laughs> cheese and bacon day. I think you have a beautiful uh, voice today. I can't wait to hear that at Sun Week. <laughs> when we do our uh, duet. Of, yes. Uh, a uh, cheese and bacon duet. Mm-hmm. That is an actual thing uh, in Danae's uh, world. A cheese and bacon day. Yes, it is. And oh, is that and that's a song I, a song I made up. No, my husband started it with his friends before we had even met, and um, they would get together on eleven eleven and eat cheese and bacon related whatevers and watch TV and hang out. And it was a no girls allowed thing. And so when we started dating, I rallied all of his friends that were females to be like, "This is." You need to include us too. So then uh, we all got to celebrate together and had friends over. There'd be like cheesecake and anything cheese and bacon related, like bacon burgers. There's, I always uh, there's a day where I eat a lot of bacon and cheese, uh, but it's it's uh, it's four twenty. Oh okay. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say it's called Monday. <laughs> um, I always give them a little bit of grief because November 11th is also Veterans Day. I know every year. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. Yep. So you've taken Veterans Day and turned hey, it into cheese and bacon pers- day. Like, I did not do it. I started to join, and then we haven't celebrated in a long long time but I did make up the song and then I taught it to Iris and now she sings and it is really cute <laughs> so we haven't actually celebrated in probably just eh, at the end of the song years. just be like and also thank you veterans <laughs> like <laughs> just something no okay. no I mean I could sure fair enough enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with BetMGM at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, mm-hmm. those are my dog. Mm-hmm. Those are my. feels when we're um, okay we're gonna try this uh, 
I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. Uh, you guys ready to move on to keeping tabs? Let's, Let's do, do it. it. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're going to tell a story from putting together the content for the week. We'll go around uh, the circle and each mention something that stood out to us from the week. You're just in a singing mood today. I am. It's amazing. Oh, okay. Jonathan, what's uh, what's your story from the week? Well, I didn't I didn't have really anything I looked up, but um, on the Criminal Minds uh, script, there were there were so many sins on the cutting room floor for that one. I thought I'd mention one of them that I wrote. Um, one of the things that the show does that just drives me nuts is the idea that there are people out there that know who these people are. Like like who knows who's on the BAU unit in the FBI in Washington D.C. Like, who would even know that other than, like, friends and family? And they have so many, like, serial killers and stuff that specifically target them. This is the sin I wrote. Um, the, the, com- the, the quote from the show was, you murdered all those women just because of me. And then I wrote, yep. And unfortunately, it looks like Rothschild isn't the only one that's targeted specific members of the BAU. This show makes it seem like this team is full of rock stars. And every sicko out there knows each one of them personally and spends years trying to come up with nefarious plans to bring them down. There's an entire season-long story arc about a serial killer that sets up crime scenes like the team's greatest past hits. Are you not entertained? And that's legit. Like, there's an entire season where they have this ongoing storyline where there's, like, a serial killer that is basing his kill... Like, he's setting up his murder scenes, like, previous murder scenes that they have specifically investigated. Yeah. It's, like, the craziest shit (laughs) um, that they're asking. That's why I said earlier, like, when this show tries to do something, like, with continuity, it doesn't work very well. That's a big reason why. So that was... But that was... But we ended up cutting it because it was a little long-winded and it felt like... It felt like the narrator would know too much about the show. Right. There wasn't a way to write it to where it'd be like cute about it. Yeah. I let it cute. Go. Yeah, that's right. We have to run our sins through a cute filter. Danae <laughs> told me I wasn't allowed to keep it in, so I let that's it. That's right. Yep. And then I smacked you a couple times. She did. It was weird. She wouldn't even at my house. I don't even know how that worked. She has yep. that power. Mm-hmm. I have felt it. Danae, what about you? Um, I dumbly looked up the words murder porn. Um, I was trying oh. to think I was trying to think of like what the style criminal mind show is. You know, like you may have found the Google search that I actually am scared of. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. I right as I typed the word N and was going for enter, it was like the Lord opened up the clouds <laughs> of heaven and shone down and I got smacked by an angel going, Don't do that. And I stopped and I was like, Oh my God, I almost just did like a horrible thing. Is that so how I you got that, your smacking power? An angel yes. gave it to you? Yep, yep, nice. yep. It's pretty awesome. You were say. smacked by an angel. But I also looked up some thing on criminal minds because this particular killer was talking about dissolving bodies in acid Mm -hmm. so i also was like uh dissolving bodies in acid like how long does that because i was trying to figure out if there's a sin there obviously that's my job right um but the the comment was it's a tidy way to dispose of a body and i'm like is it though so i was trying to figure out is dissolving a body in acid tidy 
uh, I quickly stopped uh, ne- that next, one. Next week we'll uh, be talking about a show with another. You know, I was about to say that I was because uh, I watched that episode and I didn't do work on the script, but uh, I never thought about the the bathtub. Yeah, but a, oh, so yeah. a lot of shows that's incorrect. Like that doesn't mm. that shouldn't work. I guess not. These are the things we now know. Wow, <laughs> yeah. our job is awesome. Does Our job take is... care of the bones too? Did you find that I, out? I, I like I said, I had to stop because I was like, you know, maybe I just uh, don't want to know this. <laughs> and there's I don't a know lot. That I do, but I'm just curious. That is that is the the classic example of if the FBI is watching our Google searches. I like I know, and I did two back to back murder porn. Right, and, right. But although I didn't hit enter, so doesn't matter. They can see what you're oh, typing. Yeah, Justin I'm, just I'm disappears, so and we're like, that's poor weird. Justin. It's like that that time on Game of Thrones when I looked up how long it takes a body body to bleed out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Ugh. Mine's not going to get me in trouble with the uh, the FBI. I don't think. Um, I learned. Congratulations. A, I learned a lot about Dickies. Oh yeah, uh, for uh, one of my sins in the Big Bang Theory. Oh, for uh, Howard. <laughs> yeah, and they call his mock turtleneck uh, a dicky, and I was like, "That's not a dicky. I know what a dicky is. A dicky is you have a one. I have one. I have a whole <laughs> series of dickies that I wear to events. Oh, okay." Uh, a dicky is. A <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I have. A I don't go to events with Aaron. I have. A, oh shit. Uh, I so I I was like a dicky is where you have a false front shirt, mm-hmm. um, and it just has the collar and then part of the chest area, and then you're supposed to wear like a jacket over it or whatever. It's like a false tux kind of shirt, so you don't have to buy the full tux shirt. And apparently, it is also mock turtlenecks are also called dickies, and so I was just trying to figure out how that happened. You know why that was um it's all also called a tuxedo front or a tux front uh it was originally known as a detachable bosom whoa <laughs> they make those for so, people but, like dads who want to breastfeed yeah yeah so wait hold I, on so i have i have so many questions um because <laughs> i've never worn a dickie uh so and i've never really thought about them but so you you put it on and then you button up the suit jacket correct so does that mean you have no shirt on whatsoever you have an undershirt on oh, under okay it. I mean, I guess uh, you could go yeah, without an undershirt because mm-hmm. the dickie's representing the shirt, right? Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah. It's, can it's, you wear a tie with the dickie? Yes. You can oh. wear a tie with the dickie. Yep. And I think that's probably where it came from is originally it was this in tuck shirts, as you may know, are kind of mock turtleneck looking. Mm-hmm. Like the the collar that they have is a slight straight yeah. collar. There's no, Absolutely. you know, I mean, there are different kinds of tuck shirts, but originally tuck shirts didn't have a, a collar that would fold down. And so the tie would just go around that mock turtleneck kind of idea. And so I think that's probably uh, where it came from. Um, but I thought, Danae, you would be uh, you would be glad to hear of the idea of detachable bosoms. Uh, I mean, you, if I could take these things while, off, I'd, so. I'd be so happy. Yeah, I am definitely the ki- the kind of woman that if, if I could remove them, uh-huh. I would I would do it. Would you put them on the next day, or would you just uh, nope. set them aside for special occasions? <laughs> yeah. Would you? <laughs> no, no. I think I, it's it's like one of those things where you think you're going to go back to it, and then after you haven't used it for a year, you're supposed to donate you know from your closet <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. like that <laughs> i haven't worn this detachable bosom in forever i should probably just give it to goodwill let somebody else enjoy it uh the etymology can be attributed to cockney rhyming slang where a dicky dirt is a shirt um additionally britain office workers were required to wear suits but their wages made it difficult to keep a fresh supply of laundered shirts uh it was common practice in the 1850s to use dickies as a way of covering dirty shirts so 
Yeah, fascinating. Makes sense. I've gotten dicky dirt before. It's very painful. I don't. (laughs) I don't recommend it. It goes right in the urethra. It's not. Yeah, you get not comfortable. You got to get the willy willy soap for the dicky dirt. Yeah, don't have sex in hair on a beat. (laughs) (laughs) Today is losing it. Willie soap. It just made me snort. That was good. The soap part. Uh, All right. uh, Let's move on to the comment section. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. Oh, let's talk about what you guys have on your minds. And boy, do I have a hundred. We're going to talk about the comments from the week. So you've got a hundred? I mean, you know me. I'm a little bit exaggerative. Yeah, yeah, you are. Uh, Last time you told me you had a hundred and you had one. Yeah, this time I have more than that. All right. Well, why don't you start then? So on the um, Criminal Minds, Nickel Elbago says, there's an, if you don't like it, unsub joke here. I just know it. So unsub must be a criminal minds thing. Yeah. Well, it's uh, I mean, it's used in other things too. I mean, it's used in like procedurals and like uh, bo- like mystery novels and stuff. The, and apparently, it irritates the bad people. Thing. Yeah, whoever's doing the bad thing, they call them an unsub. But they say it a lot in the show. That's probably why people for, um, don't like it. But how perfect would it have been if there was an unsub joke in our YouTube? Oh. <sighs> totally missed that one. Oh. Funny that story was- though, when you Google what does unsub, it the first thing that pops up is mean on criminal mind. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, it's some, it stands for something. There are those times, and I don't know how to explain it other than the fact that they're just two human beings working on the script, and it just doesn't occur. Like where obvious jokes just just are missed, and that unknown that subject to- or unidentified subject of an investigation is what they refer to it as unknown subject. So I guess that's not a. I guess they made it up. I didn't know that. I didn't either. I just assumed that was a term. Me too. But yeah, so, it, it, it infuriates people. But apparently. wouldn't that be? That would have been so funny. I know. I know. Uh, I, that's just something we have to deal with. Yeah, I missed one. But that's the thing. The I watch these shows and like, I don't, but I just watch the show. Like, I don't go like on fan pages and stuff like that. So I don't really ever know what people are like or dislike unless yeah. I just happen to come across something. My the other- ones that got away. My other favorite one, and there were, there were sprinkled all throughout. I talked about it a little bit, but my, my favorite one was from Agent J, uh, who said, I accepted the challenge at 611, and I have to say that GoldenRat.net definitely took a hard right turn after this show aired. <laughs> <clears throat> and then people were just commenting about how they were feeling once they went there. Somebody said they were hoping for a redirect to our own site. Some people, someone said, what does this have to do with Disney? More proof that Disney owns everything. Uh, Acacia said, seriously, absolutely ridiculous. I was hoping for something related to the show or that episode, but my hopes were smashed. The Illuminati is mentioned. Somebody was <laughs> of asking, it is. <laughs> yeah, somebody's asking what the site was actually about. So people are like, uh, it was Disney. So then there's more confusion about that. So it was just a, a lot of fun to go through and, and be like, I don't know, to hear how people were reacting. Um, yeah. to- Didn't it take you to the streaming service and then what it took you to? No, or was it just, just to their website. Yeah, it's just oh, okay. their website. Yeah. Um, and then the last one uh, on that thread scared me a little bit. So this is the this is the big juicy one. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. From Ricer Cam, he says, he or she says, funny that you should say about the Illuminati. It's probably just a coincidence, but someone made about $1,000 worth of charges on my credit card starting two days ago. I had to shut it down. I didn't click on anything when I went there, but what are the odds? Hmm. Oops. So <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. I don't... <laughs> I, my real. gut tells me it wasn't that site. So. Me too. Uh, at least that's what I'm telling myself since I'm the one that told him to go there. <laughs> what about you, Jonathan? 
I just thought this was funny for some reason. This, this struck me as humorous. It was uh, somebody, I guess I won't say their name, somebody on the Joker video, which we had, you know, there was, I mean, the Joker comments were actually not bad, but somebody said two sins should be taken off the dirty handrails and too much garbage. The movie tells the viewer that there's a garbage strike and the city is supposed to be gritty. Um, if that bothered you, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was great. It is interesting to see uh, which of the sins people are like, this sin shouldn't exist. Yeah, like us like, making you. fun of the movie itself, I could see. But right. like, God, man, right. the handrails and the garbage. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's got to stick up for the handrails. You can't win. No, no. Um, I'm going to go with uh, a series from the Halsey video. Um, in the original comment was, hey, in weird places, I think you've come up with a new country song. And uh, and then the comments below that are all people uh, writing the hey, in weird places song. I and loved it's this. It's so great. Uh, I got hey, in weird places <laughs> where secretions run down our faces. <laughs> I um that's awesome. <laughs> the other one was well well I got hay in weird places where I feel lumps in itchy crisis. <laughs> 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 yes. Uh, thank you. Thank oh, you to those comments. That can be our duet. <laughs> that's that's right. it. That's Got hay in weird places. Uh, that song. Write the whole thing and I will sing it. Uh, oh, that there is, you go. That, just send that to BTS at cinemasins.com. Uh, all right. Uh, let's move on to Beyond the Sins. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. It's time to chat about something else in the pop culture world that we've seen recently. And Jonathan, you're going to go first. Um, Ooh, Jonathan, you're first. I'm going to talk about Star Trek. No, I'm not really going to talk about Star Trek. Um, no, um, I wa- started watching on Netflix. Uh, I think it dropped on Thursday. Uh, this show called The Stranger. Um, it is based on a Harlan Coben novel. Harlan Coben is one of my favorite authors of all time. I don't. He's he's one of like a handful that when his new book comes out i just basically stop whatever i'm doing and and pick it up and read um he's a thriller writer mystery thriller writer and he's very it's just i mean it's it's hard to put his stuff down like he's he's so good at uh he's so good at keeping you in suspense and giving you cliffhanger after cliffhanger and he always wraps them up in a really interesting way and he's just he's just one of the best mystery writers currently working and netflix has kind of gone all in with him they've uh they've been producing a lot of his things or picking up a lot of his stuff that's been on other uh, in other area um, other uh, channels, uh, but this is one that's an original to Netflix, and it's actually based on one of his books. Um, I can't remember when the book came out; it was four or five years ago. But it's called The Stranger. I've watched the first couple of episodes, and um, I'm really enjoying it. And with everything else that's out right now, I just didn't want this to get lost um, in yeah. the mix because I think it's worth a watch. But the basic premise is Richard Armitage, mm-hmm. uh, who people might know from uh, he played Francis Dollarhide on Hannibal. He was also in the Hobbit movie. He played Thorin. Um, he plays a guy named Adam Price, um, <clears throat> and this uh, this takes place, I believe, in England. And um, he's um, he's just at his uh, his kids' uh, soccer practice one day and hanging out with some of the dads. And a stranger approaches him and tells him that. Uh, uh, a pregnancy that his wife had two years before and a miscarriage were all faked and that he should also probably check the DNA. He should also probably do a DNA test on his kids Whoa. that he currently has. And um, and then he so he confronts his wife. This is all in the first episode. He confronts his wife, uh, who is played by Siobhan Fennerin from Downton Abbey. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, Happy Valley. And um, he confronts her and she just says, look, we can't talk about this right now, but we'll we'll meet for dinner tonight and I'll tell you everything. And then she goes missing. Um, and that's the first episode. And then so it's uh, it's a mini series. It's only going to be one gong. season, I would assume. Um, it's eight episodes, I believe. I've watched the first three. Um, I've already read the book, so I know what happened. But what happens? Tell me everything. <laughs> <laughs> but I can tell you wait. that it's a really good um, it's a really good adaptation so far. Nice. Um, and so it's high recommend. And if you like that, I would also throw in I'm kind of cheating, but these are older shows of his that are also on Netflix. There's one called The Five. Um, and then okay. there's one that came out a couple years ago called Safe. Um, OK. Harlan Coben's awesome. Very nice. The Stranger. Uh, Danae, what do you got? I decided to not watch the final season of The Good Place until the finale came. Oh, yeah. So that nice. I could binge it, which is what I prefer to do. And so then yesterday during the Super Bowl, I was... Well, it started the previous night on Saturday night. I started to watch it and I sit up until I don't know, two thirty in the morning, which was dumb. I don't re- I don't recommend it. Um, I didn't wake up excited that I had made that decision. <laughs> Did you watch the whole season yesterday? I watched the first I've watched about almost all, I think I don't know, I'm gonna say half maybe the first night and then half the next day. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. So um, I had a little bit of a distraction going on because my child was sick. Mm-hmm. So it was like one of those things where I have my phone set up and then i have my bluetooth in one ear Mm -hmm. so i was sort of only able to actively listen through part of it but um then on the finale like when the final episode came i was trying to pay as much attention as i could and i definitely cried and then my husband came in about 10 minutes after i finished crying and he was concerned for me he was like are you okay what happened and i was like oh i must look horrible (laughs) because I get all red and splotchy when I cry. And so I'm guessing I just was really a mess. I thought I kind of tried to contain it pretty well, but yeah. apparently it was a pretty bad cry. <laughs> so did it take cry. you long to get cry. it back together before you guys went to the barn orgy? Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. Um, yeah. I Like, yes, is, yes, a good cry, I, I guess, you know, but it definitely made me start thinking about things, which I like when a show can do on a deep level. Mm-hmm. So and still be that hilarious. Yeah. Still so many funny moments, even though they're kind of they've got so many big big questions in this show Mm -hmm. you know like it's not necessarily the meaning of life but like purpose and how we value each other and all these different you know philosophical conversations that are woven throughout plus humor about the afterlife Uh, and for them to have nailed it on this level where you want to go back and watch it over and over again and it's not like a major budget show it seems like even sometimes it's like this is a low budget show but I don't know I, I've never really like connected with Ted Danson before, but I really liked him in this in he's this great. role. Yeah, I love so Ted Danson. He um, God, he's been on so many good shows. Yeah, he really has. I mean, he took over is... for William Peterson for a, a few the last few seasons of CSI. Well, I guess technically Lawrence Fishburne, but he came on and did the last few seasons of CSI and was really good. And then of course, See, I Cheers. That. Yeah, I missed that completely. Uh, and what one did you mention after that? Cheers. 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 Yeah, I never watched Cheers either. So this is probably my only time to really connect with him. And mm-hmm. then. Uh, I watched through YouTube TV, and so um, there are commercials, which blows, but whatever. You know, I was multitasking. And then after the finale ended, it airs part of like the um, like an interview, like a late night interview where the whole cast is there. Yeah, the Seth Meyers hosted. Uh, yeah, I saw that too. It was really brief. 
Um, and it was, but it was, they, they talked a little bit about like the, the emotional end for them as, as actors and they toasted each other mm-hmm. and it was a bit awkward a, a couple of times. It was, there was definitely some awkwardness. Yeah. When Jason toasted Jamil, I was like, that was low. <laughs> yeah. Like, ee, that was a miss for me. Yeah. You're toasting that she's pretty. Yeah. She's also amazingly talented. <laughs> so, you know, she hasn't but really anyway, has, uh, this is her feel- first role. Yeah, I was going to say, I looked yeah. up her IMDb. Yeah, she's great. I mean, I've like I said, I'm in se- season two. I can't wait to finish it, though, because I've I've just heard about people like it affecting them this like it did to you. Yeah, well, it, um, I think and it's, that, that excites me. How, you know, a lot of times shows have a specific way of wanting to put bows on things and make happiness. And that's certainly there, but it's a complex happiness mm-hmm. that you're sort of facing more than just these characters. You're like calling into like your own life experience. Uh, suddenly like in front of you as you're contemplating these philosophical conversations and that in a comedy is brilliant and so anyhow if you haven't picked up the good place i would definitely recommend it i don't usually recommend like entire series but this is fun because they had a they had a start they had a middle they have an end so you can like binge the entire thing knowing that there's a point to it it's not just gonna be one of those weird dramas where they just pull in more crap they even play to that a little bit as the show goes on but um yeah i would recommend it for sure uh i also have seen uh through the finale and loved it yeah uh, i've loved this show from episode one to episode episode none. Uh, This is great work all around. I found it very interesting, and I don't think this is spoilery. I found it very interesting how uh, they talked about the afterlife, but actually kind of made it about before the after. Like, by the end, you realize they're talking about our world now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's there's a very interesting uh, way they play in both worlds that allows them to talk about how we treat each other in this world uh, as an understanding of what our perfect idea of the afterlife would be. Uh, but I thought it was great too. Uh, speaking of finishing up a, a show, a show that's ending and binging it during the Super Bowl, uh, I did that as well. What? Um, this time on Netflix, uh, the last few episodes of BoJack Horseman uh, came out recently and I binged through those. I recently just started watching that for the first time bojack is a fascinating show Um, i'm really into it i'm really enjoying it i have never seen a show be this um surrealist you know the idea of animals are also humans like animals and humans are just part of the same world and there's animal pun names and the writers on this show love the same things about words that i love which is there's a lot of alliteration there's a lot of wordplay there's some really fun stuff in fact um one of the things when we will write a uh, an alliteration sin or a really good wordplay sin lots of times in the comments you'll see like you guys should work for bojack horseman like because they're just kind of <laughs> known for that um but i really really have a hard time understanding how they pulled this show off because as crazy and as weird as it is it is so deep and so philosophical and so much about the real darkness of humanity while at the same time they're making you laugh like there there is more in this show about depression and alcoholism and mental illness and uh, those kind of things than you would ever expect and it treats them in such a real like in, in just kind of 
of is is okay with the pain of those things and what that looks like. And the final few episodes uh, just take that up to eleven, and it's um, man, is it powerful? I, I really enjoyed wow. uh, finishing out. Yeah, this I, show, I hate so. that it took me this surprising. long to get to it, but um, I just I don't know. Animated shows are something I'm kind of coming around on more. I didn't used to watch them that often, and um, I heard an interview with the creator uh, on a podcast this past week, and just listening to him talk about it, I was like, oh, I got to watch this show. So I I'm about halfway through the first season, which they're like thirty minute episodes or whatever. So oh yeah, in 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 like Danae was talking about with the Good Place, like you yeah. know, there's a beginning and an end now mm-hmm. yeah. and it's like there's you you know the investment you have i don't know that i've gotten there yet but i remember the interesting thing to me was that he was talking about how it was really hard for them initially because they needed to start it in a certain place but they knew that it was going to become something different but it was hmm. hard to like tell people like no you got to keep watching yeah because for and me, i don't know what I... that means yet but i just <laughs> thought that was so fascinating i don't know what it means but i know it's important yeah <laughs> Uh, there are six seasons and uh, there are 69 episodes. Mm-hmm. That's uh, fine. In case I'm you just want kidding. to know. Oh my, that's so <laughs> sexual. Um, so anyways, high recommend, uh, especially if you like stuff that'll make you laugh and think at the same time. Uh, that's which what is I kind love. Of the, the good place is kind of yeah. the same thing, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, we're, Legit. we're like in conjunction with our, our recommendations. We didn't even plan it. It's we're, amazing. We're accidentally awesome. <laughs> Oh, man, that reminds me of a shirt that I used to have, and I really am bummed that I don't have it anymore, but it was just this plain green shirt, and it had this sort of like really simple icon of a wave on it, and it just said, I am an ocean of awesome. And And, and now you're bummed. Yeah, I mean, I lost it probably, I don't know, eight years ago. (laughs) I'm still sad. You are an ocean of awesome. Don't let let Aaron tell you differently. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> He's not right about you. That's going to wrap it up for Behind the Sins this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. You can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. You can hang out with us on Twitter. Uh, at CinemasinsBTS is the main Twitter. Uh, our personal Twitters are at Aaron Dicer, at Danae Says. D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. And at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, and myself, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BehindTheSendsPod at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe or message us at Twitter. And be sure to visit CinemaSins.com. Look at these foods. They're so good. They're so good. You know, it's weird, though, because they do start to taste a little bit like plastic, you know, because I took a bite of the sandwich and then just the way that the eggs like hit my tongue, it felt more like plastic. So You're talking about fast food uh, feeling processed. Mm-hmm. But that's just a lie. It's super delicious. Like it's so healthy. No, it's not. And one of the things <laughs> I always. Nope. One of the things I always realize when I go back on a more natural food diet is like that I go through withdrawal every time. I withdraw from the sugar, I withdraw from whatever the chemicals are, the processing, and I have a headache for like a day. Oh, speaking of chemicals. And then I feel so much better. And then the first time I go back to eating it, because it is delicious. You're not wrong. I will ne- like, I, you'll never hear me say it's not delicious. It's nutritious too. It's not that. But the first time I go back to eating it, I, I can, it just, I, like I can taste all the falseness to it. It's not false. But, and, uh, but, I, but it still tastes good. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, I'm just like, no, this is how it should be. And then I go through withdrawal again. So th- there you go. There's my dieting cycle. It's a cycle of dieting. Ooh. <laughs> uh, the circle and of strife. It makes you poo. Ooh. 
All right. Should we call Jonathan? Mm-hmm. But, you know, while you do that, I'm going to eat this tater tot because, you know, it's so healthy. Nom, nom. You know, tater tot's good if you can hear it. Crunch. Let's listen. <laughs> you got you got so pleased with your little audio experiment halfway through and you couldn't control your, your, your excitement. <laughs> I know. It sounds so cool. <laughs> Are you just not calling Jonathan because you want to sing or <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I want to sing. Oh no. Me and my best friend Lillian and a blue tick hound dog Gideon sitting on the front porch cool in the shade singing every song that the radio played. Call Jonathan. Not while you're doing beautiful music. That's not beautiful music. <laughs> That's me being goofy. Call Jonathan. Hey. 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 Oh, you guys are sounding better now. Well, thank you. Hey, thanks. <laughs> well, no, it was weird. It was like when it started, you sounded really staticky. Yeah, then... you too. Yeah, you too. I think it's a Skype thing. Yeah, it's, oh, like, okay. they have to... it's like when you poop in the first little bit, it's like a... There's that nothing what it's really like? there. You have way too many poop metaphors. It creates Denise, way too many weird visuals. Denise's go-to analogy is always <laughs> defecation. Oh my gosh. That one's well, not like even accurate. And- <laughs> that one's not even accurate, Denise. Sure it is. <laughs> your poop just doesn't come out? Stop. Stop. You, I, just I think we just learned something about your poop. <laughs> no, sometimes yeah, I my, my, my poop comes out. Like That's not an issue. Yeah. I don't. I don't have a, a like, little bit. I. Uh, I don't have any poop static at the beginning. Out. You don't that have a runway issue. issue? No. Oh, okay. No, there's no <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> Some sort of helicopter sounding poop. Oh fuck! This is gonna be <laughs> such a great show. <laughs> oh god. I feel like I was kind of culturally um, required to watch the game last night because we're yeah. so in the heart of, um, by the way, But the Chiefs Missouri. are from Kansas. Yeah, right. According to the president. <laughs> the Chiefs are from the, the great chi- state of Kansas. Chiefs belong to the great state of Kansas. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they play dumbass. in Missouri, right? They're like uh, the, the Royals. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, yeah, it's Kansas I mean, it's city, right Missouri. on the, it's kind of like right on the border, right? Oh, yes. Oh, of course. And there it's are the parts, same city. Yeah, there are parts of Kansas City that are in yeah. Kansas. There is definitely a Kansas City, Kansas, but... Uh, uh, but yeah, it's 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 kind of funny. Uh, that is just funny. To, and just to uh, to completely slight the entire state of Missouri was, was kind of a funny thing. I, I was going to ask you, Danae. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you have celebrations going on around you last night? Because not like you did. Oh my goodness! It was just like nonstop fireworks here. Yeah, we didn't have any fireworks. I didn't hear anyone screaming. It no. was, and, and I, and again, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that for whatever reason, it's in the seventies here right now. So yeah, and it's going to be even higher today. Almost. It's, I think it's supposed to hit like 75 today. That's um, awesome. So everybody has their windows open, but kind of airing stuff out. cooling down tomorrow. It's going to be like in Oh, the it's 40s. supposed to snow tomorrow. So, yes, it's supposed to snow tomorrow. Of course oh, that's it is. funny. That's Springfield, though. That's that's the Ozarks. Yeah, if you don't like the weather, well, wait a minute. But I'm a Raiders fan, so I don't like Kansas City. I don't really like the 49ers either because that's like a, like a bit, well, it used to be Bay Area competition. Now that they're in Las Vegas, it's not anymore. Um, but it ended up being a really good game. Yeah. And Patrick Mahomes is... I, I hate that he's going to be in our division for the next like ten years. But everybody um, loves him. He's uh, he is he's so good. Twenty four year old miracle quarterback guy. Oh, he's um, so good. And Andy Reid. Um, did you see that tweet from? Uh, it was Darren Stevens. Is that his name, Danae? 
Yep. He was a uh, former football player. He played for, uh, he actually played for Arena League um, football, but he apparently tried out for the Eagles when Andy Reid was a coach there. And it didn't, he said he didn't make the team or anything, but he then played for, I believe he said the Philadelphia Soul in the Arena League. And Andy Reid was at a game, made it a point to come into the locker room and let him know that uh, he made a really good play. Oh, nice. Uh, I've heard a yeah, lot of Yeah, I mean, that's things. just, you know, that's just not something I think a lot of coaches would do. I'm generally not a football fan. A lot of that probably has to do with the fact that the football team I would root for um, has never even been to a Super Bowl. We won a playoff game yeah. once, but uh, but that's about it. You've um, never even, I think, is that true that you've never been, or you've been to like one championship? We have a championship, but it was before the Super Bowl. It was like, no, in the I'm 40s sorry. Or 50s. Like since the Super Bowl era, I was reading last night about who hadn't made it. I think Detroit's only been to one NFC championship game. I think we, we may have been to an NFC championship game. I know we've won at least, I can't remember. I know we've won at least one playoff game when Barry Sanders was around. Cool, so, cool. Yeah, are we done with football talk now? Cause, no, no, one oh, more thing. Okay, okay, one more okay, thing. Okay. Um, but Patrick Mahomes was drafted by the Detroit Tigers, so I'm just counting this as a Detroit uh, Super Bowl victory. So. Yeah, because of course he's really good at baseball, too. Of course he is. <laughs> did you did you have to watch any of it because Justin was watching it? I did watch some of it, yes. But at the same time, I was uh, finishing my binge of the Good Place final Ooh. season. Now are we talking about yeah, that I don't on the show? Yeah, I don't want to... I'm still only in season two. (laughs) Okay, well, we'll hold off on that conversation then since you're bringing it up on the show. Yep. I really enjoyed the halftime show. Um, Oh, yeah, let's talk about that. So so when J-Lo came out, you know, she had like this leather thong thing going on. With a little bit of silver. I uh, saw the silver strips and I was like, did she duct tape her butt shut? That's what I wondered, too. I had the same Mm. thought, you know. I was looking in the same general area you and the rest of America were. (laughs) It was the center of the camera. It was the whole point of the halftime. Show. It was just an outfit, right? That she had on under that outfit. Correct. Yes. Correct. Okay. But but the but just the uh, geometrical shape. It just yeah. reminded it you of a patch. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so then I said, I asked my husband. I was like, did she duct tape her butt shut? And he goes, I don't know. I'll have to pay closer attention. <laughs> So then the whole rest of her performance of that first part when she was wearing the leather outfit, all we were doing was trying to, you know, pay attention to that. I feel like they could have renamed the halftime show Super Bowl Pepsi halftime show uh, a tribute to the female butt. Like yeah. that, like that was the whole, like her and Shakira both, man. Heck yeah! I will yeah. tell you though, man, Shakira. I don't, I hadn't seen her in a while. I mean, I guess she's been on The Voice, but like I haven't, I just haven't seen her perform in a while. And um, um, that girl, she just seems to have like a blast. Oh yeah, she's an J-Lo incredible was, performer. J Lo was great. Yeah. Shakira won. Like if, like if you have to do the competition thing, oh, like okay, like Shakira. I, and I was well, surprised. Shakira is like. An incredible performer. She's great. She's like, incredible. Yeah, well, J- like JLo is really good, but like it seems very. And I'm sure Shakira is choreographed, obviously, but like JLo seems very choreographed. Like she's doing what you know, and she's. But Shakira just seems to kind of be like I, there's like choreography there, but then I think she ad libs because she's just feeling the moment. I love that we have a new meme from her now, which is when she leaned oh. over to the camera and was like, <laughs> which apparently is part of her heritage. It's called a. I'm going to mispronounce this word, but well, it's, it's trending on Twitter. Grace. So, Total grace. so please forgive me, but it's a Zagrauda. Zagrauda. Okay. I don't know. How, it's Z-A-G-H-R-O-U-T-A. It is obviously being, being memed. Uh, my favorite meme was of her leaning into the camera doing this motion and someone saying me trying to get the final bits of my um, fruit cup. <laughs> her performance was very cultural. Yeah. 
And so there's a lot of excited representation happening. I mean, she hasn't stopped performing from what I understand. She's just been performing for... Like today. She's still at the halftime show right now. <laughs> right now. She has not stopped performing. Nope. nope. But it was so cool to see these two women, 40 and 50 years old, just out yeah. there killing it. Yeah, 43 and 50, I think. Yeah, no, I, I was definitely impressed. Um, it was very sensual. Uh, my no, wife, come on. My, my, the, the pole dancing, that was so lame. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. Guys. No, but I think there's a conversation to be had because my wife and I had a really good conversation about this because she looked at me and she said, why can't it just be about the singing and dancing? Like, why why does it have to be so sexual? And I said, well, there's a, there's a really interesting uh, dynamic between... The, by the way, this debate has gone on for years. Mm-hmm. The idea that, that culture forces women to be like this, to get attention, to use their sexuality, sensuality, and body to get attention can be seen as um, sexist, right? But there's also this competing side of it, which is women should be allowed and able to use their bodies however they want to use their Absolutely. bodies, right? So there's this kind of... the, the I think the, an- the answer I come to at least is you can't know... Because because you can't know someone's motives, right? And so as an outsider looking in, you kind of have to just step back, especially as a dude, just kind of have to step back and, you know, uh, be as non-judgmental as you can. And at the same time, not see it as permission to objectify somebody, right? Like both of those things have to go on within, at least I feel like in, within my male brain, right? At the same time, I'm saying, I'm not judging you for making this choice, showing your body this way, using your sexuality to, uh, to make money, those kind of things. But at the same time, I'm not using that as permission to objectify you as an object instead of a person. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I, and I, my gut tells me that JLo and Shakira are doing what they want to do and not what they have to do. Sure. And I, I think they would they would probably say that as well, but it's within a system that encourages it, right? Like it's within a, a culture in an entertainment system. No, for sure. It's a because it's, guys, a, it's a tough nut to crack. Guys can certainly use their sensuality to, to sell themselves. Uh, you know, certainly. It's never worked for me, but yes, I guess you could. <laughs> but, but we live in a system where they don't have to. And I think the argument a lot of times is that women sometimes feel like they have to in order to get ahead. There's a chick named Chick. Sorry, Paige from WWE. Um, she's an incredible performer. And she has page. Yeah, she has a great Twitter tweeter. She tweeted recently this picture of this like, I don't know, middle aged dude with a nice, nice tummy and this tiny little dog and like maybe like a soda in his hand. Mm -hmm. And it's like captioned like her nose is too big. He's watching TV. Uh And uh, I just think that's funny because it's like there's always any any female form, whether it's completely covered in a three piece suit on a, you know, news channel or a bathing suit. Or, a, 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 you know, and it could be anything. There's yeah. always someone that's got to comment on it. And objectify it. And that does not happen for dudes like it does. I mean, it does happen, but not at the same level. No, no, no. Culturally, I, I think it's very fair to say that females deal well, with what that. What was the uh, Aqu- Aquaman, you know, his commercial that he had during the Super Bowl right. where he kind of like pulled off his muscles and yeah. was just the super skinny dude like right. and pulled off his hair. And that's the same kind of idea, which is stop objectifying me. I'm a person. Right. Taylor Swift talks about it in her, you know, documentary. Like, I have to stop looking at pictures of myself because of part of me has changed and I'm not meeting an expectation and mm-hmm. so therefore I stop eating you know so she's she's being honest about stuff I have the same thing happen like we all have this stuff where we have these ideas I think that it's hard to find dance moves where you're not gyrating your body in a sexual way and if this if the Super Bowl or any major platform doesn't want to have any sexual movements at all then it's going to be real, real boring. It's just going to be people kind of doing like a, no, not think- even a square dance because square dance has hip movements. So if, if anything can be considered sexual, 
then it shouldn't be there. And it's like, it's not, I know it's not just movements, it's clothing too. But there's, what about cheerleaders? Like there's just, totally. it, there's all kinds of different things. I didn't realize it was such a big deal until I think it was like me Lecrae or somebody tweeted, How, what would you guys think of the halftime show? And I started reading them. <clears throat> I thought this was going to be family friendly and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wow, okay. I guess I can understand that maybe you should be concerned that your children are going to immediately start humping each other after. Well, you know, like, well, I don't no. know. That's a joke. That's With, a joke. That was a joke. I, no, I know it was, but but there is. I think the concern is that what young women and we we've talked about this. The idea of uh, a, a a young woman growing up thinking, okay, this is how. I be famous. This is how I'm going to get something is to use my sensuality. I'm just sexuality. I'm just saying social media is far scarier than yeah, watching of fucking J Lo and Shakira dancing. That is a very good point. And, and honestly, seeing them, um, seeing J Lo specifically, a 50 year old woman, like looking slamming her body, like she didn't have big old tatas. She's got like normal like boobs and like it's just that was awesome. I like that's body positivity for me. That's not like ooh look at that sexy woman it's like man represent look at that that's a beautiful woman right there so i don't know i think it's just perspective and i think people are really Great. freaked out about sex and everything's over sexualized and i don't yeah. know i just have a different opinion about it i'd far rather see I- iris you know watch a-, a person that can perform and dance and sing and represent uh the latin community and and what a, a successful career looks like all these years later i'd rather her do that they get caught up in some beauty community on instagram that all thinks they got to do xyz or whatever like i don't and, know it's just and the the latin community is the other thing that's interesting because i mean and i tweeted this out last night a bunch of people were saying this but like just think about all the the, the little girls in the latin community just think about how much that must have excited them and brought smiles yeah. to their faces like just there's representation happening on a yeah. major platform and um i don't know if if somebody in their house like it doesn't want their children to dress a certain way. That's not like the kids aren't going to wake up tomorrow. Maybe they will. I don't know. And be like, I want to go to school wearing nothing but sparkles on my tits. Like that could potentially happen. Sure. But that's a conversation that the parent gets to have with the kid. I think it's pretty obvious that there's like performances. Oh, oh, I mean, oh, no. Oh, no. Mask singer. My child's going to grow up to be a furry. Like we could just freak <laughs> out about all kinds of things. Just calm down. It's just By a body. Way, it's just a body. I want to I want to say this because I feel like you were pushing back against something you think I said. What? I wasn't listening when you were talking. About oh, OK. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, OK. Six you, were percent. Just, you were just kind of waiting. Six um, percent. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I get I get six percent. That's right. Um, but I, I was literally- I wanted to, I want to be clear that my opinion is first of all that I don't have much of a say in it because number one I'm I'm not a woman and I don't know that pressure. Uh, but that I do think we, as with most things there is a balance between these ideas that we need to continue to wrestle with. We need to continue to wrestle with the difference between body positivity and body image uh, hey, problems. Listen, right? we're gonna like, talk about this so fucking much when we get to the music video sense. Oh, you know what? You're right. Yeah, you're right. Let's put a pop, a pop, a tap, tap, a doop, a dap on this and then we'll just insert the boop, bop, a lig, a dee, doop, bop. And also that Super Bowl ad from Google that had everybody crying. My, I totally missed it because I was eating a, a brat at the time. Google makes great and, ads. And Justin turns around and he was like, got tears in his eyes. I was like, what's wrong? And he's like, that was what, a really meaningful commercial. 
Which one was know. it? The Google ad? Yeah. I might have missed this. Uh, the, it was uh, an older man using Google Assistant uh, to remember his wife. And oh, no, was yeah, asking it me. to show him pictures of her. And then he kept saying, saying things like, remember how she you know, didn't, um, didn't like when I had my mustache? Or remember how when... And so Google would always say, okay, I'll remember that. And then at the end, it was like, here's all the things I remember about your yeah. wife. Just started you know, listing. Anyways, it was really powerful. It was really well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I was a little... Vac- Clipped. You were? I was. Yeah, I, I was. I had a brat in my mouth. And- <laughs> I like the park commercial, the Boston. The That was oh, my favorite. Yeah. As far as humor goes, that was my favorite. I, lo- <laughs> I, I could just watch celebrities do the Boston accent all yeah, day. That like, was well, fun. I assume they're all from Boston, yes, right? They have yeah. to be. I'm pretty sure I didn't know that about Boston. Chris Evans. I didn't either. Yeah. I knew Rachel Dratch because she did that character on SNL. Did yeah. Walmart have to pay for the rights to play all that movie stuff? I don't know. That was a good one, too, though. I loved all that. That was movies. so much movie content. Yeah. I was like, holy I crap. I how much I I didn't see the Walmart did one. they have to pay to do that? It was like every major movie. They just was picking was, up groceries at Walmart. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's a lot of money. But you no, know Walmart what? Walmart can afford it. They're, yeah, they can. Hey, Jonathan, did you see that I'm wearing a Behind the Sins shirt today? I can't see you. Oh. <laughs> also, today on my drive-in, uh, I I had a straw. I had my window down because it was so nice, and I had my straw in my mouth, and I could feel the wind kind of like coming through the straw into my mouth, and so I leaned my head out of the window with the straw in my mouth so that I could fill up my cheeks <laughs> <laughs> through the straw. Oh, my, I'm on a Sing it again now. All right, salt and pepper. That's my hair. <laughs> Boobies. What? <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if if you don't win your first bet, bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 